0: And now it's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks, Internet Radio Broadcast. Test, test, say duh. Yeah. Good luck.
1: This podcast is designed by Two True Freaks to be listened to on your audio device while watching a theatrical presentation of The Avengers. Two True Freaks would like to stress that this was produced via the theatrical experience for the theatrical experience.
0: I'm in the middle of an interrogation. This moron is giving me everything. I don't give everything. Look, you can't pull me out of this right now. Tasha. Barton's been compromised. War has started. The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves Earth's mightiest heroes. To put the team together. I have an army. We have a Hulk. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that away. What are you? Genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Hulk! Smash! (laughs)
1: Welcome to True Freaks Freaks. I'm Chris Honeywell, and I'm here with the other freak, Scott Gardner. Wow, that didn't even sound like you. It sounded like a soundbite that somebody dropped in of just some guy going, Hey! 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 I gotta tell you, Scott and I are in nerdvana right (laughs) now. Yes, yes. Gripe Yes. Gripe, gripe, gripe. We've been griping for years about the state of superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And uh and we've generally been pretty sunny about the, the, the direction the Marvel movies have been going in. But now, as everybody knows, as every nerd worth their nerd sweat salt out there knows, the Avengers is out and what a comic book movie oh yes. it's like they, it's like they've been listening to our podcast they've been listening to cries of all the nerds going give us something fun mm-hmm. and uh, so that's what we're gonna do
0: yeah I, uh, I I could not be happier with this movie. I don't think uh, honestly I mean as awesome as the uh, the the pre-Avengers movies have been you know the individual superhero movies leading up to this have been, um I don't think there's been a movie with this level of verisimilitude Ooh, since nice Superman word. the movie, which, you know, that's what sold that movie. That that's what made that movie the uh the benchmark that it was. That that benchmark may, may have been reset with this movie. I think uh I think it needs a little more uh time on it to to see how that you know works out. To get, get over at the, very, the
1: initial burst of yeah. excitement.
0: Yeah, but at the very least, you know, it, it, it's been brought to a whole new level, and uh, yeah, I, I I'm jazzed out of my mind for this movie. It's uh, it, it's everything that I hoped it would be, and and it has nothing of what I feared it might be, and uh, yeah, it's it's just as gratifying too to see that uh, it, it looks like the world agrees. You know, yes, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. have not heard Criticism 1 about this movie. There's there's
1: a, there's a couple Rotten Tomatoes naysayers out there, but they're the ones who know if they say something bad about something like the Avengers, everybody's going to check out the review. But there's only, like, a couple of them, you know, out there. Yeah, I mean, come on. If you've got a comic book heart beating on you, this movie's going to speak to it for mm-hmm. sure. And I'm really excited to be doing a commentary on it. I've already watched it several times. Now, you didn't do the 3D experience, but I did the 3D experience. I
0: wanted to. I wanted to. and uh, It was
1: good, but it wasn't necessary. That's all I'll say. See, it was. It was nice. It was well, I, nice 3D, but it wasn't like... It didn't have... It wasn't like the Avatar time put into it, like crystal clear you know this is a 3d movie it was incidental to the the story which is good and it didn't distract from it and it added to it in parts but it wasn't obtrusive you know right. and it wasn't it wasn't like wow i'm glad i saw that in 3d but i wasn't not glad that i you know i didn't i didn't see my money going away from me when right you know, I'm sorry, if I paid okay. twenty dollars to see this movie, I wouldn't have thought my little birdie was going away from me because I <laughs> walked out
0: of it three feet up in the air, along with everybody else in the theater. Right, right. I'm sorry, you said 3D, and my my brain heard IMAX. IMAX is how I wanted to see it. I didn't mm. care one way or the other about the 3D. But the problem is, is that in my area, the only way to see an IMAX was that you had to see 3D. An IMAX 3D. Which is extra,
1: extra money. Yeah, Yeah. it
0: was. So... My wife actually ended up going and buying the tickets, and she bought herself a ticket and and surprised me and came along with us, which was really really cool. So even with her buying an extra ticket, we still saved. I don't know, it was like ten or twenty bucks. I think you said on the form on, it was twenty one dollars. If you yeah, twenty one, that's um, yeah, you're right. That's what it was uh, over what it would have been for us to go to the IMAX 3D. So yeah, you know, and that's adding a person and we still save that money. So, yeah, it just wasn't I'm sorry, it just wasn't Well, this is worth one of those that.
1: movies. I'm a tightwad with going to movies cuz it's so expensive. Right. But but if that this is one of those movies that exploits whether you see it in 3D or not, it exploits a theater full of people with loud sound to its fullest. You know, mm-hmm. it is it oh, is yeah. made to rock a multiplex. It's just designed to constantly be working every like a classic Spielberg movie so you know it's worth that's so rare that it's worth it to me to no, to see it in the, you know to pay the extra money to see it in the movie theater so if you're listening out there absolutely hollywood you know if you if you deliver stuff like the avengers and it's not the fact that they spent two hundred million dollars on it that makes this a great movie either. So you don't have to spend two hundred million dollars. Watch the actors and watch the writing on this movie, and and you'll be putting asses in the seats that won't regret being in those seats when they walk out. Absolutely. Speaking <laughs> of which, so
0: we're, speaking of which, we're starting to roll here. Oh, oh,
1: shit. Okay. So, all right. So we should uh, get started on our commentary. All right. You want me to do the countdown? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Yeah. For the every every penny that they, it's not the amount of money, but what they did with that money too. That that makes it. All right. So now we're going up the long steps yes, to see. Yes. This is a classic See? Marvel Other Dimension, you know, with just floating rocks and...
0: I don't know why exactly, but the the opening to this really kind of surprised me that it did start off on an alien world. I I, I wasn't really sure... Because I did my absolute best to stay away from spoilers Anything. for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I love the line that we had heard in the trailers of of Loki going, you know, I have an army. But I didn't know who the army was. I assumed it was like an Asgardians or yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like pissed off Asgardians that he'd recruited or something. You know, I didn't know that it was going to be. Aliens. I'd heard a rumor about it being the uh, the what are they called? The Chitauri. Yeah. Because those were the guys. You you never saw Ultimate Avengers, did you? Or read the comic to that? No, I I haven't read. I never really read the Avengers, and when
1: I did, it was here and there in the eighties. You well, know, see, just that... sort of that that version of it. I,
0: anything after that, I'm totally wholly unfamiliar with. Right. See, we need to do that soon. That I, I'm going to pitch that idea to Mike um, Bailey that that we do a uh, a comics monthly Monday. Maybe we can even do it this month. Do a comics monthly Monday based on Ultimate Avengers because see, Ultimate Avengers was um, an animated movie that was based on a mini series. I forget how many issues it was, but there was a mini series that was you you've heard of the whole Ultimate Universe, right?
1: I remember. Yes, I've heard of it.
0: So there was a, a book called The Ultimates. It never was called The Avengers. It was called The Ultimates. And it was The Avengers of the Ultimate Universe. That's where this Black Nick Fury concept came from because in that book, Brian Hitch the artist drew black uh, yeah, black. Drew Nick Fury as a black man. And based him on Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. And then Samuel L. Jackson, who's a comic fan, saw that and wanted to be That's Nick awesome. Fury. So, yeah, it's a complete uh, circular thing, you know, so it's very, very cool.
1: I thought I thought it would might have been another Star Wars thing where Samuel L. Jackson was like, Hey, put me in a comic book movie or they said or the other reason that Samuel L. Jackson gets cast because he's awesome and everybody loves right. to see yeah. him play somebody yeah. who kicks ass. So yeah, that's 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 awesome, and he's a great Nick Fury in this. Oh yes, he is. I mean, he's Samuel Jackson basically. He's yeah. He's, oh, yeah. One, he's one-eyed Samuel Jackson in this, but it's a joy. To, it's a joy to watch him.
0: And, but see, I was uh, I was not a fan of the whole Ultimate Universe concept, but I ended up scoring uh, the Ultimates. I got every issue, I think, for fifty cents or less. So I scored it on the cheap years after it had come out and had all the hype. And I sat down to read it very much as a let me tear this apart because I know it's going to suck type of thing and was completely blown away that it is everything everybody says. It was awesome. And this movie is heavily based it's on it. It's heavily I uh, yeah. influenced. Yeah. I think you'd really like it. And and the animated movie was really good. The animated movies toned down quite a bit. Um for a younger audience, but at the same rate, it's not Kitty. I I want to say that's PG-13, but I think you'd like it because it has a spectacular Hulk fight in it, which is... Well, so does the book, too. This Now, this this scene
1: where they're starting to... Co- where, you know, the Tesseract's starting to act up and stuff, it reminds me a lot of... There's a lot of tributes to other movies and things oh, yeah. reminiscent of other movies. It reminds me a lot of Buckaroo Banzai and um howard the duck <laughs> you know just a long room oh, where you're love opening if up a dark t- overload came, uh, a dark uh,
0: uh, uh or overlord if, came or through or or
1: if howard the duck came tumbling out wag you know <laughs> ah! that would be awesome <laughs> that would have been now that would have been a, a um um cameo in this movie would be howard the duck that would have been a great cameo but, I think um,
0: that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger should have played Loki and he should have been naked in this part so you can go, give <laughs> me your clothes now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now,
1: another thing is speaking of spoilery things of the movie, just to be, you know, since we're talking through the whole movie and there'll be spoilers during this, let's. I, I say we leave out the, the cutscenes at the end of the movie so as not to spoil those if anybody. Still, Still hasn't seen this movie.
0: I was wondering about that because I really don't want to give away. No, leave those. Least. That's <laughs> all. The, I will say that uh, you know me. I've actually been I, I've actually been on something of a kick lately. I'm really trying to break the uh, the swearing in public uh, habit that I have, which is a it's a bad habit. Let's which it, one did it, you it, let fly at the tease at the end? When 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 he turns around, I was like, holy shit and uh, people by like a row or two behind me started laughing i I couldn't help it i was just like i can't believe you know that 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 was the tease it was i was blo- completely blown away so now I, I you know i'm i'm ready for avengers 2 dude <laughs> oh yeah 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 and and judging by who that is
1: yeah it's it'll be i love this how nick fury is just like Dumpty, dum. Put this in the
0: suitcase and just walk off. <laughs> He's ready to just scam on out the door. Yep. And
1: and, and, and and when Loki stops him, he does the classic like standing there looking all guilty. <laughs> what? I'm just leaving with the tesseract.
0: And in the cookie jar. Is that is that Richard Gear next to Loki there? <laughs> You know who I completely forgot was in this movie, and it wasn't until I saw her name on the credits that I remembered hearing that she was going to be in it was Jenny Augeter, but I couldn't remember who she was. I actually ended up having to go on the Internet to look it up to find out who she plays in this.
1: Oh, point her out when she comes on. I would like to see how she's holding up these days.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and apparently not very well because I didn't recognize her at well, all. Well, she's
1: got to be a thought bit, quite a bit older, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, Logan's run is what? A good what 40 years old now or or, or close close to to that
1: yeah 30 some years old yeah
0: so yeah I I totally didn't recognize her
1: now one thing I don't understand and this is after a a few viewings of this movie is uh, when Loki Possesses somebody. They seem to be. They seem to possess a lot of their personality still. Yeah,
0: they're not wonked out. I noticed that. Yeah, they
1: they they have a lot of their personality traits, and, and you know, they're not a, just a, a a you know a Spock without a brain. And Let me uh,
0: ask you, what what point did you get to in this movie where you were sold? Because this whole opener, I have to be honest, I was a little bit nervous. Still, I'm watching this going. Uh, you no, know, all, uh, I was actually I was sold during this opener because it's playing out
1: like. Well, I wasn't sold, but I was going. This is playing out like the introduction to a comic book, right? You know, introduce this thing, and I and, and and the the thing about ensemble movies like this, this movie that's going to tie all these other movies together is. They've got to do a lot of that at the beginning. And how you do that can be very boring or by the books. Right. So I was like, how are they going to do that? And at this point, it it was all making sense. Okay, we got to introduce Loki and, uh, you know, show that. That was just a really nice special effect of that, of the side window of the car. And at this point, I'm going, okay, they're being very prosaic. Okay, you got the Tesseract and it started off on another world. But now it's things blowing up and cars crashing. You know, it's it's your standard. It's not very superhero right now. It's just right, the, the, right, the villain yeah. escaping and setting up the plot. It's very and,
0: Terminator, this part, I think. Yes. Yes. I felt like a royal idiot because I have the hots for this girl playing Maria Hill. And it took my wife pointing out to me who she is. She's the hot chick from... Uh, how I Met Your Mother. I totally didn't I've recognize never seen her, that. and all she did was change her hairstyle. Now
1: here's the big question: What did your wife think? Did she enjoy the movie? She did. Uh, you know, there, uh, she there's, made me a little nervous because there was plenty a couple of guys, parts, right,
0: to, for oh, her watching yeah.
1: there. You know,
0: I mean, there were a lot of parts where, I mean. I, I just about had to be physically restrained from jumping up and doing yeah. fist pumps. And well, there were a yeah. number of times where I couldn't you help ex- out and hollering like an idiot. You can't
1: expect her to be like that either, but i No,
0: no, not that. But I mean the the ones that made me a little nervous were where there was some parts where like the entire theater busted up laughing and I looked over at her and she just kinda had this like like you know, like you're fond of saying, long suffering look. Yeah, I'm surrounded. And I thought by nerves. she's not liking this. But then when we when it was all over and done, she she you know as much as you know the kids and the and the car ride home was you know recounting the parts that she really liked and I mean we talked about it the entire way home, so I mean she enjoyed it.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like a lot of the other Marvel movies. It's made to be enjoyed by people who may never have picked up one of these comic books in right. their lives.
0: You know, it's, it's, it's she hadn't seen all the lead-up movies either, which made me a little bit nervous don't that she need might to. not. No, you don't need to. No, that's, that's another great skill about. of this
1: movie. Is 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 they tell you enough, you know, they give you a little, some little backstory touches that if you saw the other movies, like, okay, there's Natalie Portman, you know, being referenced or whatever. I love that N- Nick Fury jumps out of a plane, <laughs> does a couple Kirk <laughs> rolls, and then is up shooting, you know.
0: Of all the sound moments in this movie, that may have been my favorite one though was the helicopter because they had something very similar happen. The in The blades Hulk, and I love that. Yes, the ground, the, yeah. yes, I love that sound effect. It's great. I uh, I had one of the the proudest moments I, I've ever had with with my wife coming out of this movie because we were talking about the movie and uh, and I said to her, I said, "Did you understand why the Hulk couldn't lift up?" Thor's hammer in that one part, and she just looked at me like I was stupid. And she goes, "Well, he's not worthy," and I was just like, oh that's
1: awesome." Well, I mean, with a, with a basic knowledge of of King Arthurian le- legend, you could figure that out, you know. Right, right. It's, it's very Arthurian, sort of, you know. I was or- just so
0: <laughs> now. What did you think
1: of the of the theme? It's okay. The- None of the music like you said has really jumped out and grabbed me. It's incidental music, you know, there's. But the thing about this movie is it's so dense that it's not like a Spielberg movie, you know, where you might want to have John Williams micro. I don't know. I think it's a style that's evolving in modern movies that, you know. And I'm okay with that because really that style had gone away before John Williams brought it back too. Mm-hmm. And then I think it got overused because it's really something that you want to use when you have a master like John Williams, someone who's right. going to really because they're becoming such an integral part of the movie. Whereas this mu- mu- music, it doesn't have to be, you know, there's parts where it times up to the action and stuff, but it's usually more of a like, bum, 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 you know, sort of thing rather than. Right. Having opposing themes playing, and you would have so many musical themes being clashed against each other in this movie if you used that style. That's true. Yeah, I I, I love how you I love how you see the Black Widow's interrogation style by posing as a victim and getting all the right. information she needs. It's it's just a, a brilliant move. And here's a little nod to the um,
0: I want to say marathon the French man. Connection, but it's a Marathon Man. You're right. Marathon Man, yeah. Now my uh, my wife did really enjoy this part where uh, when she starts thumping the hell out of these guys. Oh, I'm sure she Coulson did. When uh, when Coulson's on the phone and listening to it happen and just kind of like da da, you know, <laughs> she she thought that because see that guy is uh, that guy is uh, that got a big laugh in the
1: theater too.
0: That he's was... one of the regulars on. Um, the the new adventures of old Christine with uh, what's her name from Seinfeld is the star of that show. She he plays her ex husband. Ah, uh, okay. so we that's how she knows that that actor.
1: Yeah, I'm not familiar with any of these TV sitcoms. I haven't. I seen mean, I don't TV really watch it either. But,
0: yeah, but I like this guy. I like this actor a lot, and I, I like the role that he plays. Yeah, he's
1: well. He's been. (laughs) He's pretty awesome. He's almost. He and Samuel Jackson are really two the two unifying factors with this whole thing. And now this this sort of scene has been really overplayed, but I just can't I can't (laughs) stress enough how good direction and good cinematography and blocking make these action sequences more exciting than the normal action sequence like this. You right. really it's, get a it's feel. Femme Nikita. Yeah, and you. But you see what she's doing. Most people that did this would just do a lot of quick cuts right. to do this. No, you. You get. You are drawn along with it, and like a fr- like frames of a comic book. Right. You know. I mean, say what you will about Josh Whedon. He's obviously a fan of comic book and gets not only the style of comic books but how people read them and how people interpret. Right, what's going on and what happens in him. Because this is a comic book come to life. And this is something I've been sort of, not arguing with people about, but I think this movie makes the distinction of, as soon as they cut to this scene, it was just like, of course, this is going to be where the Hulk is in some third world. I love it. But, um, I think this movie is going to make us now make the distinction, because everybody's going, this is the best superhero movie ever. And and i personally am in agreement with you that superman the movie is pretty much the best superhero movie but this could very well be the best comic book movie ever you know that 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 is not only based on a comic but feels like a comic and sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like the 80s comics sometimes it feels like modern comics but it plays out like a comic. You can almost see, see the word balloons.
0: I would be more than willing to give it that title because I I can't think of a comic book movie that I've enjoyed more than this as far as as far as nailing the checklist of comic book tropes and even some of the cliches, even some of the bad cliches. But making but, it but, all but, but making it all awesome and seamless and making a great movie out of it. Whereas Superman the movie, I think transcends comic books. I it's it's a great movie. That's why I whether, say it's you know, a great
1: superhero movie because it's right. about Superman and it's about it's about the iconic basic, you know, Superman whatever. He's like the basic model for superheroes. So, you know, and that movie is about the, you know, the most primal superhero of all sort of and Christopher Reeve and the filmmakers sold it and right. and it, it, I mean, he was and still to me is Superman when I see Superman, absolutely. And it necessarily like watching that movie was sort of like watching a blockbuster movie of the time, whereas this is a blockbuster movie of our time, mm-hmm. but it's like reading a comic book. The Superman yes. movie wasn't necessarily like reading a comic book, although, ironically, it, o- it started off with a comic with someone book reading be, a comic yeah but it would be more appropriate with this movie if it started off with a kid mm-hmm. opening up like a 90s avengers or you know or a modern avengers comic or something right. like that cuz it really feels you know it's got a little bit of swearing in it and it's a little more violent than say the 80s or 70s or something but it's still but it's 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 also while doing it it avoids what a lot of people who don't love comic books will do it doesn't mean to them that it's dumb. Right. So this and this movie is not gonna is not like a, a masterpiece of, of filmmaking. It's not an intellectual you know chore to watch or intricately plotted. It's well, not too smart and it's not too dumb.
0: It's the thing that impresses me with this is that there's, you know, there are just as many parts and, and scenes and moments in this where there is a, a, a weird or even sometimes goofy concept, um, a strange costume. Um, but it isn't not a, a funny trick. But the difference between something like this and, say, Batman and Robin is that you never get that wink at the camera. Right. They, they just power on through it with, with again, and, with and, verisimilitude and and, and, and and pure conviction and sincerity, and they sell it to you. And the couple of moments that may not completely 100% work, because they just forward ahead with no winky-winky nudgy gone. nudgy, yeah. it's gone, and you're, you're right on to the next thing, and it keeps you in the moment. There's nothing to snap you out. I like that. I love
1: this part where he yells at her and all the guys you know, it's come out of the woodwork. I really think Ruffalo is the best Hulk yet, and I love Edward Norton. I think he's...
0: And That's I, her right there on the right-hand side, up in the monitor up there.
1: Oh, okay, so they don't even light her face. Yeah. yeah. I, this is a pure comic book trope, too, the shadowy
0: leaders. They remind me of the Council of Krypton.
1: Yes, exactly. They're all they're all sitting some in different desks all over the world with their faces poorly lit. Okay, I see her. Yeah. Yeah, she's still got but she could have a little computer enhancement.
0: Plus she's very
1: poorly lit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, see, the very last thing I want to do after the whole dark night stink and all that is start yet another pissing contest of any kind. But I like the Ruffalo a lot. I like that each Hulk that we have gotten has been modeled to the actor who played him in that yes. individual movie. I think that's a really cool and well, very. I think Ruffalo's smart Hulk
1: decision looks very much like the comic book Hulk. You can still mm-hmm. see Ruffalo in that Hulk, but he oh, looks yeah. like the comic book, or like right. my my ideal version of the comic book Hulk. Not too incredibly blown up, but still big. You know, not a normal sized buff human, but a bigger.
0: I, I like him just fine in this movie. Um, I kind of want to see now a Hulk movie with him for me to be completely sold because at this point, I I, I still got to give the nod to, to Edward Norton. I think he was well, he fantastic. Had, he had a, whole movie,
1: he had a whole movie to do his character. Exactly. Yeah. But but Ruffalo really steals the scenes in this and I like oh, yeah. what's going on. You, you read you it, basically he's taking a whole new take on Banner but you pick up exactly what it is and it's like Okay, this banner is like put on a little weight. He's a little more mellow, and I like and and I um, like
0: that extra little clip of of, of uh, Captain America on the table covered with a with like a sheen of ice, which was yes. a scene that I thought, you know, as as great a movie as I thought Captain America was, that was one scene that I felt that movie really needed, and we didn't get was was to actually see him. You know, covered in ice, in ice and, yeah. and we didn't get that. You oh, know, it is so hard for me to pick my favorite character in this because, you know, I, I love all these characters a whole lot. I figured
1: lot. it would be Cap for you. For, but just no it,
0: doubt. it narrows down to Cap and Thor, which are the two that I was most worried about in this. Probably actually Cap more than any of them because I, I just I really worried about how he was going to come off in this and i think he's fantastic he, he plays it he, it's, it's, it's
1: very christopher not he's not acting like christopher reeves but he's doing what christopher reeves is he's 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 sold himself on the part and he's a hundred like i said he's 100% like you're we saying
0: committed yeah
1: no no nods and winks and what i another thing that i wanted to say about the whole nod and wink thing is is when somebody does point out something that's sort of nod and winky it's basically, it's mostly Robert Downey Jr. because he's the smartass of the group. Right. So it doesn't, it's in character. So it, It's not it, as jarring, yeah. And it, yeah, and it, and it makes sense. You know, when he asks, when he asks um, the Hulk if he's using a big bag of weed to keep himself, you know, what is it, yoga, right. uh, tai chi, a big bag of weed. And when he says big bag of weed, Banner gives him a little look of like, could be. And I picked that up too. I was like, the spinner seems like I wasn't thinking big bag of weed. I think I was thinking like anti, you know, some sort of like tranquilizers or right, something. Yeah, that, yeah he's totally mellowing make, himself out. Yeah, yes. like half the people that you see walking around in real life, you know. But he had that he had that mellowness, but you could tell that he could get pissed. See the the way I they do introduced I been these... an
0: aqua suit though, with uh, with Iron Man here. Um, but that that you know that's not a complaint. A that was just one of those things where when I saw this scene, I was like, oh, how cool this have been if it had been the the aqua suit that he had, you know, in the in the old comics. But it's yeah, just... I like. that
1: it's just like the comics, you know? It's like we're going to get an introduction of each one of them. Right, yeah. And and that usually makes me go, oh, God, because then you start ticking them off. It's like, okay, who's next door? But this, it's so fluid, you know, that I, I, I wasn't thinking of that, you know, upon watching this. I wasn't thinking, okay, we're going down the list of the Avengers now, you know, that um, my, my friend Mark instantly pointed out, on that shot of stark lighting up that the a was the avengers a on it he was like that I, it's I, like the I, avengers yeah, a i completely
0: missed that i did too i should have anticipated this too because i knew about the whole avengers tower thing in the comics and all that but uh I, it never i it never even put it together never,
1: yeah but you know i mean it's like it, it, every t- and and all the other, and this is the testament to the genius of these series of movies, is all the other movies were so good that it's like, oh, it's good to see Tony Stark again, being Tony Stark, you know. Right. And oh, okay, you know, now he and uh, Pepper Potts are, are you know, deeper into their relationship, and that's and they communicate in this, you know, just in a I few never... short scenes. It's like, okay, now they're you know they're in a relationship and. And it's been developing, you know. They're, they're starting to relate to each other like a couple that's been together for a while, you know.
0: I got to admit that I, I was never all that crazy for uh, for Gwyneth Paltrow, but she's really cute here. They're just the, the jeans and, you know, just the simple little outfit, you know, the Daisy Duke well, type of outfit she's got is she's very. A
1: girl, she's a girl. Pepper Potts is it's a tomboy. Uh, it's a tomboy girl next door, but still hot oh, na- yeah. name. And she fits right you know she she looks like a pepper pots you know mm-hmm. she looks like a she looks like uh like you could dress her up really beautiful or whatever but she's always going to be pretty w- if you put her in just sort of normal clothes and she looks more at home in in her cut off jeans plus you've been seeing her in business suits cuz she's been like on work duty but now it's you know the couple at home now so it's all that's just communicated very you know the way they catch things up and bring things together. Nothing's ever jammed and forced in here. I love that they play on the jealousy with uh, Coulson and Tony Stark because mm-hmm. he, he was definitely making the moves on Pepper Potts in the last movie, <laughs> and it was like, okay, this could possibly be a subplot, and they and it and it plays out really well here. It's it's just nicely. Josh Josh Whedon is when he's. Dialogue is good, it's really, really good. and in this he was trying to do real dialogue and not sassy buffy dialogue
0: right but there's I caught still a little some bit sass of it in here. It. there's some yeah. sass
1: in here there's a there's a there's a few lines, but you know for the most part they kind of work, and they usually make me roll my eyes, but for the most part, there were a lot of them that I was just like, I like how she's like wiggling her ass as she walks over there yep. like just like excuse me right 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 right. <laughs> she's like, she's really, like, yeah. The, she, I'm with Tony, but there's no ring on this finger. That's what I'm totally picking up off that.
0: The only <laughs> Buffy moment, I you know, moments I ever caught in this, honestly, though, it, it was the alien stuff. Kind of felt a little bit, you know, that that, you know, that TV show budget type thing to me. Yes. You know? and yeah, the dialogue film, was a little in front bit. of a
1: green screen type yeah. Of thing. Yeah. It, but but that dialogue is Marvel cosmic. Oh, absolutely. And, you know. Yeah. It is. It's bibble babble, but But it's pulled I, off here.
0: These are the scenes that I wonder how they're going to play you know, in in, in multiple repeated viewings, cause and my biggest trepidation going into this movie was Robert Downey jr, you know because he was the biggest of the of the Marvel characters, you well, know they the had issues with his schedule,
1: in. so he was in the movie less than he was supposed to be they barely ah. got they barely got they 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 barely got him in on all his schedule, so he was actually you see, I thought they used him just right i th- I think that i I think they could have used they they I was expecting them to have used him a lot more, and I was pleasantly surprised that nobody really got. Gipped in this. Not even hot. I don't think
0: anybody gets gypped, but I think he does still I think it does still skew Iron Man heavy, you know. There there's one moment coming up where I'm I definitely again, you know, I, I the the very last thing I want to come off is that like I have an issue with it because I don't. I don't have any issues with the movie. I loved it. But uh there, when we get to it, there's there's a moment here where I, I just want to point it out because, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, OK, this was starting to go a particular way and they save it at the last minute. This was a I big mean?
1: laugh in the movie when Coulson starts acting yeah. like a nerd at a comic convention with. Yeah, I like what he says. Like, there's a little bit of foxing around the edges, but, you know, <laughs> when That's he's excellent. talking about his cards later on. But um I
0: like Cap's look here. I mean he looks like he could be on a World War II bomber, you know, ready to go into a, a mission. You yeah. Know?
1: Well this is I mean, this movie becomes the story of Captain America moving into the twenty first century. You know, he's it starts out with him in a gym and I love that because gyms like on army bases a lot of times are like that, you know. they yeah, they're there's still the same mats and everything from the forties and stuff, and right, that's where yeah. he's that's where he's hanging out, yeah.
0: I I think my favorite line of the or favorite moment favorite line of the entire movie is when he gets the Wizard of Oz reference, and he just kind of stops the room to say, "I I, I got that. I understood that." I thought
1: the Wizard of Oz was post World War II, though. Nineteen thirty-nine. Oh wow. Okay, so okay, then it was right.
0: Same year uh, Batman came out. Okay, here comes some of your co- cheesy cosmic yeah, see, dialogue. It's not so much cheesy as that this is one of those moments where this scene could just as easily be happening in an episode of Buffy or Power Rangers yes. or, you know, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and that's are walking a chance, around and the, just...
1: star- the styrofoam rocks and talking. Yeah, right. the only thing about this scene that belies the big budget is when the big floaty eely creature goes floating by in the background and you, know, yeah. you just see something big go like swimming by like a whale and it's like oh okay that's pretty intense whatever that is but i mean you could almost see how jack kirby would draw this scene you know oh, yeah i love it i love it and i love how loki whenever he's in some situation like this it's like well oh, better put the horns on <laughs> i'm on <undoing> duty <this. laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, I really do. I like this,
1: and I, and I think Loki is a very interesting pick for them to have as the villain in this, because he's not like, he's in 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 a way he's almost like Gene Hackman Luthery, where there's a a comical aspect of him. Although in the in the comics when I would read it in the old event like the old one like the '60s '70s Avengers, he was almost like a Joker. You know, he right. was. A, he was, right. he was humor, more humorous, you know, and like playing tri- like a trickster.
0: Well, I got the feeling that they did that purely as a historical nod, because in Marvel Comics history, you know, the actual comics, it was Loki that caused the formation of the Avengers. Oh. So I took it as as a, a nod, you know, that they didn't have to do, but they committed themselves to it. And damn it, they made it work, man. It's I, a, mean, well, they, they I thought it was really a great decision
1: work. because he's a he's a he's a thinker. He's like Lex Uther. He's a thinker and a plotter, but at the same time, he's a fool. And, you know, but he's not like a big muscle bound, like mecha human or something, you know, something like that. You know that. And yeah, I was just I was just very surprised that they picked the Thor heavy
0: for it. But um. right. Right. Well, I'm trying to think. I think everybody else is dead because you got uh let's see Iron Man he fought Stain what happens to Stain at the end of that I forget Stain I dies doesn't I he I think
1: so yeah
0: and then in you're Iron right. Man 2 it was uh it was um Whiplash and I think he dies in that movie
1: Yeah you're right yeah Justin yeah.
0: Hammer goes to prison and then you got the Hulk and it was the Abomination I think they take the Abomination away at the end but I mean he wasn't like of a level where he could like pull together a threat to the Avengers I wouldn't think anyway
1: Doctor Doom is too fantastic for.
0: Yeah, see, I think that's still tied up. Which, which kind of, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but with the way that Swin ends with the tease for the the other, you know, the 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 sequel, the, my kids immediately made the connection with the Silver Surfer. I'm not sure that they can do that. I I'm I kind of think that that's still tied up with uh, who was it that put out the Fantastic yeah. Four? So it was Fox, right? Twentieth Century Fox. Yeah, I
1: think you're right.
0: Well, you know, which by the way, quick tangent. Just rewatched uh Rise of the Silver Surfer not long ago and uh, you know, I think that's a very underrated movie. Somebody This he was, was such a major major geek out in the I mean Oh, I, dude, listen, did you ever think you'd see this in your lifetime and Listen a, in to a, me. A, this was like something
1: like right now I'm plotting out a story, right? And one of the characters basically has it's more like an airship version of this but it does what this thing does. It it takes off, and, and then it becomes invisible underneath. And I'm like, this is exactly... it's This is like the Nautilus. Yeah. You know, or something. It's just this... Yeah, Who, do, what nerd doesn't fucking want this thing? It's
0: so awesome. But, I mean, did you ever, ever think that you would really see the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier flying in a movie? Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, it's totally possible nowadays. But, once again... You can do it nowadays, but it takes a skilled director to make it mag- as, ma- you know, like, to make it feel majestic like this. You get a feel for this thing. In Dude, other movies, it, it would just me... be a big special effect. It would probably be too busy to figure out what's going on. This, they give it a big, like, this reminds me of the Black Hole here. Their control oh, yeah, room.
0: Cygnus, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, seriously, if somebody had told me, you know, back when we were all geeking out so hard over Nick Fury popping up at the end of the original Iron Man movie, if w- somebody had, a, had a told me, dude, you I had low expectations of this hel- movie. If to see helicarrier on, on the big screen flying, you know, just like in the, I'd have said, you're out of your mind. They won't ever do, they won't have the balls to do that because it's too silly. And here it is. And God damn, is it awesome. I love Banner's when they first are like,
1: is it a submarine? And I I love this scene where Captain America gives him his $10. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> OK. <laughs> I would be too. I would be in the same state as him. But I like how Banner was like, oh, you don't want me in a submarine. And then, and then he's like, oh, this is even worse.
0: <laughs> I notice he's always wearing purple too.
1: Yes, yes. And, awesome. you can, and when he's saying that, that they're hooked up to every cell phone, you can see it happening on every screen. You can see along the bottom, just like security cameras cycling. It's little details like that. I think that, that are, was a
0: little jab to, to the, the cell phone machine from, uh, from one of the, the Batman flicks.
1: Maybe. Or it's just, I mean it's basically a, you know a, a reality of our modern <laughs> communication culture too and of course shield would be able to access every cell phone and and camera and like now see this okay this guy is he's possessed by loki he's enjoying it actually so is so is um hawkeye is enjoying it too you know Right. When you know, he enjoys getting to, you know, he gets to when he gets to kick ass under Loki's power, he he's relishing it.
0: Did you see the girl with the dragon tattoo? Mm Mm-hmm. He was the the creepy Oh you're right. And and
1: in this one he's lovable grandpa.
0: Yeah, ever since I've seen that movie I don't quite see it the same (laughs) way.
1: (laughs) Grandpa's got a secret. Bruce Banner wakes up. Yeah, yeah. Natalie Portman wakes up tied to a chair. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Captain America is pure Captain America here. You know, nothing – there's nothing to belie that he's not from the 40s, you know? Right. There's, there's nothing at any point – and I like in the future when they start when the when he starts l- poking around how how he and and Tony Stark you know butt heads a little bit on oh yeah now, now this scene this scene here might be when the movie totally when I was just like all right now we're starting to rock you know when and 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 the, and the scene coming up here is when the heroic start you know when. Right. When, when we start seeing those those Superman moments, when you start seeing the well, team-ups begin.
0: I think I was pretty much sold at this point because of the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier, you know, the the, the, yeah. the the things deploying and it lifting off. I think that was the point where I was like, okay, I'm in. But for the Straights, I would imagine that this is the make-or-break point of the movie because this is where you're going to see, you know, Cap make the scene and fight the guy in the big, silly horned supervillain. In outfit. his red, white and blue outfit. It is right, right. Yeah, exactly. And, and that so, is, that is
1: a dress that like, you know, that, Hey, don't you think that's a little corny? And then people And right. then it said, no, I think people actually are going to need that. And that's exactly saying what the filmmakers want. Yeah. Is this mm-hmm. a little corny? No, this is actually what everybody wants. And, uh, you know and this is this is a very this part is a very dark night x men you know more of a gritty horror or not horror but comic book movie scene you know where loki like you know steals this guy's eyeball and and it's done with the classical music and uh you know there's but it doesn't last for long before it becomes a comic book, and that's why I love it. You know, it doesn't. Su- if this tone was sustained throughout the whole movie, it wouldn't work. It works in an X-Men movie. Arguably, it works for most everybody in a Batman movie. It would not have worked here. It works here in little little bits and pieces. Right. And see, it's like, oh, time for work. Better put on my Loki suit. I like this guy who's a doorman. I, I I love his body language. He he ushers people off, but as soon as Loki gets there, he's like, "All right, <laughs> time for me to move on." <laughs> it's little touches like that, you know, little bits of direction in the. That's awesome. Yeah, where that that reminds me of Superman too.
0: Yeah. It might be purposeful with that line, kneel before me.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. I think there's references to just about almost everything in the world in here. But like I said, it's it's not, not naughty and winky. And, I mean, how stereotypical is this? The one guy that stands up for him is obviously, uh, um, well, I don't know if he's like a... Survivor of like uh, Auschwitz or something That's like that. That's kind of how obvious, I took him. Yeah, yeah. You take him as being a survivor of the Nazis, you know, who's like, who is the guy who stands up, and it's like very stereotypical scene. And then you know, Cap makes a scene, but goddamn, if it wasn't just like, yes. <laughs> See, I and,
0: wonder if creepy German guy is still alive because he would have been perfect. He would have been perfect.
1: Part. Yeah, and. uh you see, as soon as I saw him looking off in the distance, I'm like, "This guy's standing up. he's 'cause because he looks like creepy German guy." Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's even got the like mouth that sort of like. <laughs> Would you like some pie? But that, but that line, uh, "There's always men like you," is is
0: yeah, is, is very
1: good. It's it could it could have been very cheesy.
0: This this entire scene right here, I am I, I, serious. I think this is really the maker... because that. Little jump in right there by Cap. It is a little cheesy, you know, but, but it's uh, that's, it's the follow up that's going to sell it. Well, he know? does it. He does it just like
1: Superman too. It's a boom, and then he's like, "All right, right asshole, it's time." Uh, except he's <laughs> Captain America, so it's like, "All right, uh, all right, Mister, it's time for you to, you know." All right, Bucko. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have a big gun to back me.
0: I love how he throws his shield in this. That's awesome. That's a Kirk see. Moment. There's 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 a number of moments where he he looks a little like Red Brown from the from the TV, TV show, show with that helmet, you know. So I mean, like I say, this this is kind of the make or break, you know. This this is where you're either gonna sell it or you're gonna lose it. And uh, and they, I think they skirt the edge a couple of times, especially with the way he leaps in to that scene at the beginning i think it's perfect
1: i think it was a risk they took and the risk paid off
0: well, i wa- right here is where the theater was going no oh, as
1: soon as as soon as the music comes in and it's like all right you know stark's on board as soon as you start seeing the team come to all the scenes of like where they start to work together are awesome and they could be cheesy too and now we're getting into a seven moment where Kevin Spacey lets himself get arrested (laughs) but I love it at this point I'm like alright the story's going and I've forgotten to take Thor off my checklist (laughs) and then it's like oh yeah here he comes
0: And I, I like it, this tension between the two of them, because when this scene started, my initial thought was, I do not like Iron Man having to pull Cap's bacon out of the fire. But it actually works well into the animos you know, the initial animosity between the two of them. So it feeds the scene. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to maybe not kind of like that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're a Cap fan, you know? Or if you're an Iron Man fan, then you love it. You know that that you know he's the guy that saved the day. You know that. Yeah. So that's what I like about this. There's something for everybody, no matter which of these characters you might focus on above one of the other ones.
1: I love how he just uh, he does it. Kirk, he just grabs him by the neck. Come with me.
0: <laughs> Come here,
1: you. This is
0: a, such a cheesy see, comic book line. Works. It is, and and I love this because knowing what what happens in this now, re, I can see how all these see, scenes feed into when they all come together at when the end. All and all come caps Barking orders, and, and they're actually listen. I love this how he dives at the camera. That's yeah. great. I, I mean, but, right out of the comic book. The, I mean, when he puts straps
1: the when he straps the um. Parachute on, that looks like something right out of the comic books. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, that's right. Cap straps parachutes on and just leaps out of the back of the plane.
0: But see, initially, you know, with with Tony not, you know, listening to Cap and and just going off to do his own thing, it was just starting to to feed more and more into that that initial worry that I had that, you know, oh Iron Man's just gonna be, you know, he's gonna be the 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 lone buck through the whole thing and you know that he's not going to be the joiner and you know i just i had that fear that it was all going to be about him you know well there's, a, there's also a, nicely
1: there's also the tension of you know um captain america being friends with tony's father right and tony's father being a totally different person than tony Right. So, you know, he's disappointed, but at the same time Tony's pissed off because he's in the last two movies, he's pretty much proved himself to to not be the self-you know, the selfish bastard. He's still arrogant, but he's not the selfish bastard that he was at the beginning of Iron Man 1, you know, and he right. stopped making stop making weapons and all that. He even gets a dig on him in this one about being a weapons manufacturer. Right. But uh I love this that they have their discussion on top of a mountain, just like in the comics, and it's, and this could be very,
0: this could have been a very, it's like yeah, 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 move it on. No, this is one of my favorite scenes. I like because this because during Thor's, this part, this becomes Thor's. This is almost a continuation of Thor of yeah. the movie, you know. And,
1: and and Thor, and I like that Thor is like, listen, asshole, come back home. You're a god. We can get over all this Earth shit, you know. Come right. back home and and leave the humans alone, you know. He's ready to forgive his brother. He's ready to be like, you know, even though you know, you know they're not really brothers or whatever. He's ready to forgive right. him and and you know. I liked he's like, oh, did you mourn me? And he's like, yeah, we all mourned you. I'm missing. See, lo- basically, Loki and Loki and Iron Man are the only ones who get to. Have little wisecrack lines in this, so that's mm-hmm. that's good. It, this scene, this scene is fantastic, right out of a comic book. I like it. I, I love that I Shakespeare in the Park line. <laughs> I love that line. That got a huge laugh in the theater. The Death Mother know that you're wearing her drapes.
0: I like this, but I didn't like initially. That Iron Man was able to hold his his own with Thor. Well, I, was I always pick like,
1: come I, on. No, because you know what these are? These are headbutts. <laughs> these are headbutts. They're not trying to kill each other. Thor, Thor, right. Thor, well, Thor could put, put his hammers his, through here. He, right. The more once pissed Thor he gets,
0: the measure of Iron Man. Then it shifts to where it's clearly Thor. You know, it, you know, he he outweighs him. But initially, it looks like you know it's toe to toe, and it well, kind that's of why me a little that's bit. why they do this scene. It's like his
1: hammer actually he actually absorbs it, so Ramps it gives up. it like yeah. four times the power. And I love that he's just like, oh, how about that? And, and but this is you know this is the classic you know before Marvel they can comics. be a team, yeah. they gotta yeah. they gotta fight each other in butt heads, yeah. and Thor especially. Thor is an Asgardian, you know. He's not quite like Hercules, but if Hercules was in the movie, it would be the same thing. You got to sort of prove that you're going to fight, you know, like a man with him. And a lot of these fights, like, give, you know, later on yes, in the movie. There he, he goes, right there. He's had enough, and now he's showing, okay. He's like, okay, I can break your armor if I want to, yes. Yep. And I like how Loki's just sort of sitting up there, just like, I'm going to watch this, you know? Hmm?
0: Yeah, this is awesome.
1: (laughs) And once again, it's shot and edited to where you know exactly what's going on. You feel every movement. It's never like, oh, what just happened there? It was just a fast blur of things going on. Even when it's something like that, with the... that happens really quickly.
0: It's... I love this. Right out of a comic. See initially I thought that uh somehow the Hulk would get involved in this that, that it would be the three of them versus the Hulk uh, that would be awesome So I love the vibranium thing here that yeah. is just Cuz see that was the other that was that well, was there's the another thing one... where
1: Thor gets an idea of Captain America's the power of his shield you know Right
0: well, That was the one thing I mean, you know, there were a lot of things I wanted to see going into this, but the one like, you know, I it has to have this or it fails for me thing was a fight with the Hulk. And when we got it in there, I was completely unprepared for how they pulled it off. And I was just like, oh, God, yes, this is freaking awesome. That's
1: just a beautiful shot of them flying through the mm-hmm. clouds. I love it. Now we're getting into Silence of the Lambs territory. <laughs> <laughs> Silence of the Lambs are seven, you know, we got the. I like how he gives Banner a little smile through there. Yeah, yeah, everything's going according to plan, and Banner's getting fucked with a little bit.
0: A little uh, Brent Spiner going on with some of the smirks and smiles he does in this.
1: Yes. This is a great scene where Nick Fury Mm -hmm. gets to just say, fuck you, in about ten different ways (laughs) in Samuel Jackson dialogue. But once again, it's very, it's, you know, this is very Hannibal Lecter, you know? This is like a mixture of his original prison cell plus the one they had at the end of Silence of the Lambs, where Mm -hmm. and at the same time, the person inside the cage is just like, doesn't give a shit, you know. He's in control of the situation.
0: It reminds so me a little of X Men Loki...
1: Two, also. Yeah.
0: See, so I thought Loki could come and go as he pleases, though. I think he can.
1: I think he could walk right out of that cage, but he don't care. I think he's more. I think he wants to stay in that cage so they can all watch him on video. Yeah, you know, that's the thing about Loki is Loki usually Loki isn't somewhere he doesn't want to be. You know, right? He uh, he's usually not doing something that he hasn't plotted out three steps in either direction. So you know he's very he's very Hannibal Lecter, you know, or that that kind of villain, you know, where he's pulling all the strings. You know, he's he's setting up all sorts of things and trying to play everybody. Against each other, and by the time you figure out what's going on, he's already done his damage. So, that's right. right. So, here he's like, All right, yeah, yeah, I'll hang out here. Why not? Why not hang out here? Because if I hang out here, every second that he stays in there, they might know, might suspect that he could walk right out of there. But since he doesn't, they never know what you know, cards he's holding at this point. They don't know if he could walk out of here or not. Plus, at the same time. They must be shitting bricks, having Loki and the Hulk on this on this (laughs) flying
0: vehicle, you know, and rightly so. Well, that was one thought that I did have is that it does seem like they they let Banner have a little bit too much free reign around the ship. It does seem like they'd want to keep him a little more contained. You know what I mean?
1: How could you though? I, I I figured I thought that too, but I was like, well, they're kind of stuck. It's like, who do you keep in the cage, Loki or Banner? Well, Banner needs to do some science work, and they just got you know. I have a fi- I have a feeling this is one of those situations. It's not fubar, but it's one of those things where Nick Fury's doing two things that he really would never ever do. Right. Just have the Hulk there and have Loki on the ship, but. You know, desperate times mean desperate measures. So he's like, let's hope that this, you know, we get Loki from one point to the other without the Hulk, you know, smashing this 84 quadrillion dollar secret project. Right. <laughs> that we well, have plus the, it was here. stressed,
0: too, that he hadn't had a Hulk out in what, like a year or something like that? Right, so.
1: right. But they've also. See, got I don't think. I
0: don't think Thor should have just allowed him to do that and walk on without saying something. You know, I mean, he just ha- he just laid hands in a very casual manner on the son of Odin. You know, after I they think just had a very, after they just had a don't yeah. touch
1: me again fight. But then yeah. again, that's the whole nature of Tony Stark. At, at the same point, you know, it's one of those situations. It's like it's it's like when. Like in the days of dating or whatever it happens, I'm sure when you're married to or when you're you you're got a girlfriend, boyfriend, wife or whatever, and you're out in public, and you're not gonna you're not gonna do pull certain stuff that you would do in private or in a different situation. in this situation everybody's got to be political, but I'm sure Thor is still sitting there going okay asshole, <laughs> right, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> And uh I mean he definitely gives him a look when
0: when he does this S-
1: something something about Banner looks like the David Banner I picture in the comics too of Ruffalo, you know I like that they didn't try to match him with Ed Norton or what was the other guy Eric Banner,
0: yeah. I think he resembles Banner a little bit more than he does uh, Norton.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rage Monster, the Rage Monster line got a big laugh in the movie theater when.
0: I think Thor's u- uniform is different in this than it was from the Thor movie, isn't it?
1: You see, I think Thor is one of the, harder than Captain America to like have people who maybe aren't comic fans take seriously because Captain America, I think, is a little more in the public. I had to see the guy playing Galago is also (laughs) awesome. But, you know, I mean, that was a credit to the last film that they pulled off you know, Thor being, (laughs) people being able to take him seriously.
0: I got sprees. Sprees.
1: I'm hitting my wise ridgies. I guess we're getting hungry at the same point in the movie.
0: It's not a movie without sprees and Sour Patch Kids. There's a Black Sabbath T-shirt through the whole movie.
1: I know, not to, not to change the subject, but when when I saw this in the theater, one of the previews was for Prometheus. Let me tell you, it was the same preview I've seen online, but the 3D in Prometheus. Beautiful. That looks like a movie that was made for to fully exploit the 3D. It was like crystal clear and really neat. I love this. This lab is is awesome. It's everything is so unapologetically comic book. You know, mm-hmm. you got your lab. It overlooks. You know, it's it's uh, it's just awesome. There's also and and the Hulk is the head scientist there. And if you notice, there's a lot of like green lights coming off and hitting the wall, just yeah. like in the last movie, in the Hulk movie. See, there's a little green over Captain America's shoulder there. You got, it. It's just, it's just awesome. There's so many little touches in this that make it stand up already to multiple, multiple viewings. It's definitely, mm-hmm. this is definitely going to be one of those movies that stands the test of time. I can tell already cuz I'm picking up little things from it. There's green over Captain America's other side too.
0: I really like him in this movie.
1: I really like this scene because this is where you really see the personality differences between Tony Stark and Captain America. The Right. How, how they both sort of re- resent each other one for being the you know, you know Tony Stark thinking of him as being a goody two-shoes Boy Scout, and him thinking of him as being a centric, you know, layabout. Right. But at the end of the day, Captain America still was like, "Ah, you know, maybe I should check this out anyway." You know. Right. <laughs> I do trust my country, but you know, maybe I should check this out. And he and he does, and he's just like, mm, "Okay." <laughs> But he still he doesn't g- totally go over to Tony's side. He he. But he goes okay. And that's when that's when those characters, when the Goody Two Shoes characters, get awesome in these movies, is because he, he he'll he'll actually see something like that and be like, still be like, okay, I'm against this because I'm I'm the Boy Scout, you know. Instead of instead of. Cyn- cynicling up, if that is, that's that's n- definitely not a word. Cynicaling, <laughs> but getting more cynical. He doesn't get more cynical. He sticks to his. He says, "You know what? I'm a Boy Scout, but I'm still right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still you know. And if my government is doing something wrong, and thinking of Shield as a government as I don't know if it really stands. They're more like the Men in Black. You know, they're you know they're more of a sub underground black ops group
0: i really like this moment of rapport between uh, stark and banner here
1: well they're both scientists you know
0: but i mean this is tony really showing a, a human side that he hasn't often shown up till now you know that he's genuinely he genuinely has compassion for banner and his predicament i like well, that
1: oh no i think i think that comes off in both of the iron man movies But it's underneath the, you know... The cynical exterior. Yeah, but I think that's why his character is so... I think that's why Robert Downey Jr. is so popular in it. Even in the beginning when Tony was a total prick, he wasn't an irredeemable prick. He was a charming prick. Right. You know, and he was, was, you know, he, he genuinely does care about other people. He was just sort of in his own... up his own ass. See, I love this. That Captain America is like, okay, I'm gonna go check things out. I also love the jump he does up to the second. Yeah, little Jedi jump. But the way That's he grabs, really cool. the way he grabs the, ju- the side of the wall there, or you know, the handrail is very comic booky, or even from the old '70s show. You know, of, right.
0: Did you see the trailer that somebody put together on YouTube where it was taking clips yes. of all these characters as they were back in the 70s and 80s and making an Avengers movie?
1: And I like how they made the core of this thing look like it's a bunch of things melted down, you know, right. and, and shoved into it. I like that cobbled together. Hmm? Hmm. <laughs> yes, please. There's fringe benefits to being Thor's girlfriend as he get to keep your ass out of the firefight when it when it <laughs> happens. But you remember all other attempts to make Thor into a real life character and how goofy they look. I'm very surprised that they were able to pull it off. Even though yeah. he does have the, the modern day country and western singer Sc- <laughs> wrestler Scruff. He, he, he pulls it off like Captain America because he's 100% committed to the role.
0: He's he's Thor, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because of of all of the characters that had a, a movie leading up to this, he was the one that I was least convinced it yeah. could be successful. That it that it could be genuine. I figured there's gonna. Have I was outright
1: be, mocking it, it at right. one point.
0: <laughs> I, I was convinced that there was going to have to be some sort of you know, sacrifice of of the comic to facilitate the movie and really they didn't. I mean no. there's a few cosmetic changes, but other you know, other than, than you know, the, the lack of the the winged helmet and and, you know, a couple other things, I mean, they they pulled it on and I'm amazed by that. I mean
1: I'm very amazed that Marvel has had in the world of Hollywood has been able to, and I guess they've only been able to do it because the movies have been so successful, is to to so confidently hew to the comic books, you know, to to, oh, yeah. to, to keep to the ideas of them and to not nod and wink your way through it or, or overly dramatize it or, you know, even Thor, which was sort of a Shakespearean drama, had, you know, good many moments of humor and
0: I think the secret to the success of all of these movies leading up to the Avengers and especially, especially this movie, I think the secret of success, I don't think you have to overthink it. I think it's a very simple thing is that somebody somewhere finally said, you know, had had the you know, I should have had a V8 dope slap to the forehead and said, duh. Duh. These goddamn things have been around for seventy years. There's got to be something here that people enjoy. There's got to be something to this. It can't all be, pow, zap, bow from the old stupid Batman show. We got to stop treating these things like you can take the concept, throw the books out the window, and run in a more gritty, grim, and realistic you know way with them. And and that's the how or to a make totally them good camp
1: way or totally. You know, camp. stop
0: stop treating comic books like they're stupid. And you have to take them and clean them up so that they're not lame and embarrassing. Instead, take those comics, present them in a sincere and uh, earnest way and take what's on that written page and make it awesome on the big screen. And that's exactly what they did with this. I mean, this movie takes so many comic book tropes. That in less skilled hands would come off as completely silly and and ridiculous. I mean, some of these things we have seen before in other movies and they were completely laughable. But in this, it's it's that level of just genuine. We're going to sell this. We're going to make it real because we're not you know, tongue-in-cheek. We're not right. laughing at ourselves. We're not poking fun at the material. We're doing the material straight because some of this stuff is awesome.
1: It's funny when you talk about comic book tropes at the same time, what's going on is a Black Widow is having her... This is a total Silence of the Lambs moment mm-hmm. where he's, you know... And and this, this was a... This, this is... Like the more intense comics now, this is more of a dark night moment where he calls her a quim and basically says, I'm gonna have Hawkeye rape you and kill you, and then I'm going to wake him up just so long enough so he can see that he raped and kill you, and then I'm gonna kill him. And that's pretty insanely in intense mm-hmm. and, and and uh But then and then she turns it right around, though, and and has gotten the the information from him. But it's I mean, I mean, him hitting the glass there was basically the equivalent of uh, Hannibal Lecter going fava beans. (laughs) You know, see, this is this is almost cut for cut from Silence of the Lambs. And quim—that's a pretty strong word for a <laughs> PG thirteen movie. I was pretty. uh... As a matter of fact, in the movie theater, I heard a few people go, "Holy shit!" when he said that. I love that. That was a big scene in the theater too, where she's yeah. just like, "Thank you." <laughs> That's what I love about in this movie is Loki is so arrogant and he gets basically just like everybody makes an ass out of him at some point in some way. you know it's, the, it's... the Hulk
0: best of all, well,
1: yes, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to one of the greatest moments ever filmed ever <laughs> in a little while. It's coming up here. <laughs> And I liked how Loki's, like, working them all against each other and you, and you sort of find that out in this scene.
0: Yeah, this is a but, nice scene where they all start, I mean, it's, And the camera starts yeah. moving
1: in a circle. But it's, it's not really glaringly obvious and it's not ridiculous the way they do it, you know? I thought it would no. end up with them at their, you know... I did, too, and I, I thought th- that... S- what was that Star Trek episode where the, with the Klingons and, and the, with the energy creature... You know, I thought right. Yeah, that's what I thought was
0: happening. It was that somehow Loki or Loki's staff or something was winding them up. You know, was was like ramping up their hostilities. It
1: is, but only subtly. Not enough to get them beating each other, but maybe just enough to get um to set off Banner. You know, that's his. Well, actually, you know, as we'll find out, Loki knows what's going to happen here pretty soon.
0: I did think, however, and again, not a criticism, just an observation. And I, I, this, I think, comes from... There was a great series uh, a few years back. It was an eight-issue um, miniseries from Marvel. It was called uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And it was kind of a... Uh, it was kind of an updating of the origin of the Avengers. It was not so much even an updating as it was a... Um, It was following the chronological story of the Avengers from some of the very, very earliest Lee and Kirby issues, but kind of filling in the story in between the gutters. You know what I mean? Some Mm -hmm. some of the moments that you didn't get in the comics. It was a great series. And one of the issues had Iron Man telling Thor flat out look, I like you, you're a great asset to this team, totally don't believe you're you're God from Asgard bullshit, all right? And Thor gets really pissed. And basically, he does this like, mind meld thing where he expands Iron Man's consciousness to realize and, and be able to see the realms. And that was the moment where they basically forge a friendship bonded. where Iron Man has to... He has to expand his worldview to to embrace things like other dimensions and well, that's gods. the thing is I,
1: I I view Thor as not a goddess such as but just as a sh- in, insanely powerful interdimensional being exactly exactly but I god, think they but.
0: yeah but I think they embraced him a little too readily in this movie I think that there needed to be a, mo- a moment and I think Stark would have been perfect for it a moment where somebody just said exactly what you just said yeah you know you're super powerful but come on you know god of thunder really you know and and have thor take umbrance with that you know and and
1: the only person sure. who has a line like that is captain america when he goes there's only one god you know i loved that line. i, loved, I was I'm an i was about on my
0: feet cheering when he did that because I, i'm an
1: atheist and i don't agree with captain america on that one but god damn, no but that's, that's, what, totally captain captain america america. that's yes. what captain america would say that's what captain america would say and, yes. and, and and in a, in a twenty first century movie, the odds of Captain America actually saying that are very slim. So I was just like, Yes, that's perfect. Yes, right. that's what he would say. It is. And he says it with a deadpan, you know, it's just that like, listen, ma'am, there's only one God are, in, in this you know.
0: One of my favorite Captain America moments ever when I was a kid was there was a great issue of um the Avengers. When I don't think they were married yet. I think it was still when um, Scarlet Witch and Vision were dating and somebody throws a brick dating. Through, the, uh, through the window of Avengers Mansion and on it is this badly misspelled note that said something to the effect of um, androids and mutants being an abomination before God or something to that effect and Cap gets pissed. And he wads up the paper and he throws it in the roaring fireplace and he says, I don't know about your God, friend, but my God is a God of love. And I just when Cap delivers the line in this movie about the, you know, there's only one God, ma'am, and all that totally brought me back to that Mm -hmm. moment. I was like, yes, that is exactly what Captain America Mm -hmm. would say. And it was I mean, they nail his. And it made and
1: it sounded right coming out of his mouth. Yes. I love the whole like put the staff down. Mr. Banner, <laughs> Dr. Banner thing. That was nice, you know.
0: I wondered if the uh, helicarrier was going to actually crash, and I'm glad that it didn't. I-, I hope that they hold that for another movie, if if we ever do see it at all, because I think that's one of those spectacular things you need. You-, you don't really want to go. It's like destroying the Enterprise. You don't want to do that in the very first movie. Not in the movie, first you know? movie, yeah. Yeah. Because I'll never forget when the when the shield helicarrier crashed in the She-Hulk graphic novel. Remember what a big freaking deal that was. I, mean, I do not. I've never read it. Oh, dude, that it was. I mean, it was. It was. A, that was a monumental moment. I know you've read that graphic novel. It's the one where they—it's the one where they beam her up to the to the shield helicarrier, and she's there with Wyatt Wingfoot, and they make her strip down for a for a like a security search.
1: It's sounding familiar.
0: Yeah, it's great. Ah,
1: now here's where yeah. here's where the awesome gets turned up to eleven for the rest of the movie.
0: They was, missed one moment, though. They needed to have the sideways, white eye, you the know, eye turning. Yeah, like on like the old TV show. Because they did that in the movie with, with Norton.
1: Well, I think maybe Josh, Josh Whedon avoided the Hulk TV show because Ed Norton gave it a good tribute in the last movie. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's true. It's a good point.
1: This was where I was in the theater with my friend Mark, and I whacked him on the side, and I'm like, because he, he kept all the way through this movie, he's like, Holy shit, am I enjoying this movie. Holy shit, and I uh, just whacked him right here, and I'm like, from now on, you're going to enjoy this movie about twice as much. Go away. Get away. Get out of here. Because to me, this has been a very good movie so far.
0: Oh, yeah, this but is now that the just, Hulk yeah. is,
1: Now that the Hulk shows up, yes.
0: <laughs> yep, going to 11 right here. hmm because this was and, the moment we were all waiting for, let's face it, you know?
1: Not a lot of us. There were some of us. I mean, I. it seems like the Hulk is the Hulk movie is still the black sheep of the Marvel movies. And, no,
0: not in my book, man. Not in Hulk my book either, but in,
1: in, in a lot of, uh, you know, I, 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 I've heard people soundly trash both Hulk movies before this, and... I I I kind of enjoyed the first Hulk movie, but I can definitely see the arguments for its suckage. I loved 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 the second Hulk movie, yeah. But at the same time, I realized, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't have the popularity of uh, and the critical.
0: I think the only the, the other reason that had. the second one didn't do as good is because it had that shitty first one that I think most people. Well, like, I'm not going to that arc. again. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to sit through that crap again. Exactly. And they didn't realize that that they really had very little to do with one another.
1: Well, all I gotta say is I hear there's talk that there that that because of, be, you know, everybody who's seen the movie now knows that like most of the like fucking greatest scenes in this movie are the Hulk. Or the Hulk, yeah, I know. And.
0: He totally steals so, the show.
1: So, goddamn! Oh, I, I have, hope that equals new Hulk movie. You know, this Hulk.
0: movie is well on its way to being the biggest freaking thing that's ever been. And so, not only oh, are well, all these guys going to get, you know, at least at the very bare minimum one more movie. But come on, the the biggest thing that one I have more really movie heard and another Avengers movie. Oh yeah, there's going to be another it. Avengers. There's going to be another one of each of their solo movies. You know, Hulk included. But the big thing that I haven't heard anybody really talking about and that you, you can't discount is that now there's nobody that's off the table. I mean, mm-hmm. all of these properties that have been bandied about for years, you know, the, you know, the idea of certain characters you know may or may not ever get a Marvel movie now. Come on. Come on! It's printing money at this point.
1: Now that you said that, I would like to see how they would handle Vision and Scarlet Witch, and uh, hopefully they'll just keep getting good directors. Hopefully they won't do the thing where, like, the Star Trek thing where they're like, alright, well, now we've got our formula established, let's spend less money and get worse directors. They need to keep this... Oh, Jesus, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) That is a comic book come, literally come to life, you know. I love that they've Realized that the Hulk doesn't have to be a hundred percent realistic what I wanted to yes. see
0: since I was a kid. Uh-huh. This is Great mm-hmm. And what's nice about this is for the first little bit he doesn't even have his hammer and the thing about this is both- and he holds his own Oh yeah, Thor. So you can see here that that he was holding back and just gaining the measure of Iron Man because if he can hold his own with the Hulk, he would have owned Iron Man, Yes. You know? Yes,
1: but I I like this because both of them are enjoying themselves, you know. Both of the, the Hulk and and Thor at their basis love a good fight. Right? <laughs> so so they, you know, it's almost, um, you know, they don't want to fight, but at the same time, they're probably just like, Ooh, somebody I can fight who doesn't turn to pulp in a second and not hold back on. But at the same time, I'm sure Thor's like, I'm on a giant flying aircraft carrier. Right. <laughs> I can't wreck too much of this thing. <laughs> He's doing the Kirk face, wipe the blood yep. off my lip. <laughs> hey, <this laughs> <looks> yes. <dad. laughs> you're right. You're right. Oh nice. I love that. I love that. It's like where's his oh. hammer? Oh. Oh. <laughs> and I hate the use of slow motion. Perfect there. Yeah and you notice it doesn't there's no other slow motion in this movie really. I think that's the only slow motion shot
0: like that. This is one of my favorites. Yes. He's ready to hurl it back at him and then he can't even lift it up. Brilliant, brilliant. The look on Hulk's face too. Uh, just,
1: just, just awesome. Hear that two two freaks people who call us naysayers and stuff? When 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 we actually we're not gonna be those assholes who are like, eh, I want a fun comic book movie and then and then and then when one comes along we'll still gripe. No. I'm no. saying this to Hollywood. Thank you. <laughs> you did it right. Yes, thank you 100%. very much. 100%. Keep doing this. Now you. More see of it. this, please. Yes. And like you that... said earlier, it's putting asses in the theater. Let's take notice of that.
0: Why don't Dude, we? My, I'm sure my, they wife will take notice my, of it. My wife wanted to go see this. What does that say? I mean, that, that speaks volumes. My wife, that always rolls her eyes at this shit, that I can't get to read a comic, wanted to go see this movie. That that speaks to something, you know what I mean? Well,
1: it's full of it's full of beefcake, and also the critics are <laughs> saying the critics are saying this movie is you know it's fun, and how often do you get to really go see a, a oh, that's awesome picks him up and just throws him like a doll. This is also one of my favorite scenes in the movie with the Hulk yep. versus the jet. Yep. You feel for that poor guy who's got to take, under orders to take shots at the Hulk. Yep. I love his eyes. <laughs> yeah, because he's, because he's just like, wait, I can't back out of here. Nice sound design. The squeak of his hands over the cockpit canopy.
0: That's awesome.
1: I love it. Just the shot of a guy with, ah! That's great. Snags him. <laughs> it just chucks him. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Big, big hit in the movie
0: theater. And I so bad for whatever small town all this shit's falling on. I know. There's no cut. That would have been the
1: best cut scene at the end of the movie is some little girl, like, riding her little girl bike down some <laughs> suburban street in a big chunk of, of metal. The <laughs> just <laughs> carrier just, <crushes> boom! <laughs> Yay! I also like that Captain America is in a, uh, he's not Superman. He'll chuck somebody out of a plane to their death. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> and he's using a gun. Come on. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I, I mean. He gets to have Captain. This is like Captain America World War Two moment, shooting a gun. You know it. Right. Yeah. Uh.
0: Hawkeye's pretty awesome in this too, and I was never much of a Hawkeye fan, but he's pretty freaking cool in this.
1: He looks like a drunk comedian to me. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he should be one of those drunken, cynical comedians, like the actor who plays him.
0: I think he's got a little uh, Daniel Craig going on myself. The,
1: The guy, that bald guy with the glasses, that guy there... Yeah. Do you remember the airplane movies? The gay guy in the airplane (laughs) movies. That's what he reminds me of. The guy who would just jump out and like say some gag or something and then jump away. Literally, that's what that guy reminds me of. This is.
0: This is a pretty, uh, pretty intense scene. I like this. There was a moment though where.
1: One, and and this is also I haven't really brought this up but this is one of those movies it's full of CG but at the same time it, and and, and it, some of the CG like the Hulk doesn't have that reality look to it it looks animated but it all works see I mean Loki's just like okay time to leave now yeah you know? I've, I've been in there but when it was time to leave he just like hey, I'll just open the door and, and go.
0: See, there was quite a quite a stretch here where I I was looking around, you know, and you know, you don't want to talk in the in the theater or anything you know, with a theater full of people and everything. But uh, I, I finally I just had to say to him, I was like, I, I missed something. Where, what happened to the Hulk? And it took me a while to realize that uh, he's falling towards the ground. Yeah, yeah. He had you know he'd gone out after the plane, and we didn't see what happened to him after that. But, you know, there's so much going on, it's easy to kind of lose track of characters, you know what I mean? Where are they and what are they doing at a given moment? Which is awesome, because the comics do that sometimes, yes, too. Yes, exactly.
1: Exactly. This is very much like a comic.
0: He already smashed the glass. Why didn't you just keep hitting it?
1: This reminds me of, like, Men in Black, too. Yeah. they could they could totally do a crossover of I'm wondering if these movies stay popular enough if they'll start doing crossovers like Avengers and I actually Star called Trek. out
0: in this part right
1: here. I was like, not him well, I've heard that he's been cast for the next movie. no way, yeah, I heard that he's been cast for the next movie, and that, how are they
0: gonna bring him back
1: uh, uh there's some s- somebody said something about there's th- that um Maybe there was a comic where something similar to this happened, but a medical team. I notice they make special, special. Whoops, special. I know. I keep getting distracted by this. I know. I know. I just keep getting sucked in again. But they make special care to see you see the medical team come and you know come and pick him up and stuff. So, you know, maybe he's shipped off to something. Although Nick Fury does say that they called him at a certain point. Right. But I like this. Just a good old-fashioned fight, you know, hand-to-hand combat between the two non-superhuman, super suit-wearing people, you know? Just the two tough guys.
0: I like that they remembered the relationship between those two characters. I wondered going into this if they were going to have the two of them, you know, because they were kind of the wild cards and they did going it, they into did it this subtly. movie.
1: I thought they were the characters that would get the short shift. I thought they'd be in the background until the next movie. But no, they, they, they worked them in and their characters well. And they, they get you to sort of know a lot about their characters without saying a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. another big crowd-pleasing moment in the scene in the movie. This is where Josh Josh Whedon dialogue works. This is this is Josh Josh Whedon dialogue all the way, but it works here, <laughs> where he's just you know, Coulson's just toying with him just to get him close enough to take a shot at him. That's what I like about this movie is all the characters are kick ass. (laughs) And, you know, there's points when they could, they don't fuck around with the bad guys when it's time to, you know, they let the bad guys do the talking, but they don't do a lot of talking. They don't fuck around.
0: They needed to find a way to have uh, Nick Fury wielding some sort of purple sword, at least for a moment, though.
1: The scene where he's getting getting bumped along underneath the
0: Oh it's brutal, I know. It's, it's I was awesome. kidding about that, by the way, I didn't know if you realized that. <laughs> I get
1: I get sucked into the movie to...
0: Yeah, I like this moment where he realizes, oh no. The scenes Ow. of where
1: the scenes Ow. of where he's in his helmet though. I realized in 3D, when you see this inside of his helmet in 3D, that his helmet inside is impossibly large. I mean, when you look at it there, it's the same size as his head. It's not right, to well, head. Yeah, that's head. Inside, one of those he's, he's inside a fishbowl. It's like a TARDIS or something, like a mini TARDIS.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. There's a scene in, I think it's the second one, where there's like a like a... It was like a couple of missiles or something come out of his arm but his arm is essentially the same, the same size, size as, as his arm human. yeah yeah so exactly well, it was, like, it was like a
1: total recall when Arnold opened the old lady's head and that big tube comes out and it should have been just like right through the middle of his brain right. like, where did they put that tube uh, <laughs> remember <laughs> ship out of danger. Kiss me, you one-eyed freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's fan fiction somewhere. That's going to be, be my, be my thing
0: for every commentary now. There's got to be that <laughs> Is line. Is that going to be your once... Arnold catchphrase? <laughs>
1: Kiss me, you one-eyed freak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> scroll you! <laughs>
1: And so now, every time that we're talking about a movie and there's a one eyed character, everybody's gonna well, no, like, it's oh, not that it's up. just i
0: for i think for every character, I've managed to get in a kiss me you something something freak every time, so <laughs> i'm just i'm gonna keep running with it so long as I keep getting away with it, I'm gonna keep doing it, okay I, I like, like in this
1: scene, yeah, yeah, see no, I like how Tony Stark is like, I'm not looking at either of you. I'm just...
0: Like you said earlier, you know, for, for all the people that want to give us shit about our negative, you know, sometimes we, we can be negative and you know, our, our, our Dark Knight rant and all that sort of thing. I don't think one time either one of us has said, you know, I didn't like this scene or eh, this scene didn't work for me. or No, I think every scene has been, oh, no, yeah, this, I love
1: this scene. This movie is like a victory lap. And, mm. you know, maybe if we did this commentary like three years from now, we might be pulling some more nitpicks out of it after a while. But. I don't know. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm giddy at this point, you know. Oh, but, too. You know, but coming out of the theater, everybody, you know. Although the last, here's a question: How did your theater smell? Mine reeked like ass and bad breath. Very con-funky. There were a lot of three hundred pound heavyweights in in my audience.
0: Oh, come on! A late
1: night show. Sorry.
0: Don't, don't disturb people. No, I I'm mean not di- is, I'm not
1: dissing. Fine. I'm just stating a natural born fact.
0: Well, see, here's the weird thing: is that. I I mean I, it was a packed theater it was a jazzed crowd there was a whole lot of people with you know Avengers shirts or captured. how or often
1: does that happen these shirts days. whatever
0: but you know it wasn't a stereotypical fanboy crowd and that and it's one thing I commented to my wife just before the the lights went down and the movie started was that you, there was the full spectrum of demographics represented there I mean there were three old ladies there at one point in line. I mean, because I was in a prime position because we were literally yeah, you're, first you're, in uh, line. You're, so you're, I you're, got to see everybody walk past us, and I'm like mentally checking off, you know these these you know the the demographics as people were walking. And I mean every every kind of person you can imagine from every walk of life, every age, every ethnicity, every set everything. And I was just like. This is amazing. This doesn't happen for these kind of movies. You, you know almost said thinking? every
1: sex, and I was like, both of them? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, well, when I saw it, the last time I saw it was an 1150 show the opening night. And so I have a feeling there were a lot of people there who were on their second or third viewing for the day. You know what I mean? Right. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Because Harry Dean Stanton is one of my favorite actors of all time. there's hardly I can't think of a bad movie he's been in, and I don't know why they chose Harry Dean Stanton, but I literally was just like I heard his voice when he yelled at him, and I'm like, "Huh, that's a guy that sounds like Harry Dean Stanton, and then it's like it is yes, <laughs> I love Harry Dean Stanton.
0: Well, what's the big Did I say deal about that? him?" He's a
1: great actor. He's just one oh, yeah, of my I mean, favorite characters. Car- I, I don't know what it is. He's. I just love <clears throat> seeing him in any movie. He's. I, Repo Man <coughs> is one of my favorite movies. He's great in Alien. He's great in everything. He's just...
0: He's looking a little long in the tooth.
1: He is long in the tooth. He's always looked like shit. That's part of his... He's like the... He's like a generation ago Steve Buscemi, you know what I mean? He was a you know, scrawny, squirrely, ugly guy of his time. <laughs> you see, all these things like him coming out of his possession and stuff, it could have all been done a lot cheesier, but they do it right. fairly... It's all done
0: Oh, well, I remember what I was going to say before you know we were talking you started to say something about vision and the scarlet witch see one thing i, I think this is potentially one of those franchises that could be bond like now that you've started this you can keep this going indefinitely because what i'd like to see is while i don't want the story in the and the movies themselves to be formulaic i wouldn't mind there being a formula with um say like every second or third movie you do it uh, not an outright roster change wherein it's, it's all new characters, but you know, much like the Avengers titles themselves, about every year or two, shift somebody in, they would shift, shift some step, in, exactly. Shift yeah. Them yeah. Out. yeah, yeah, you'd have you know, Guy Rich or somebody would step in and go, Okay, you three gotta go, you four, you're in, you know, that sort of thing. I think if they did that and they shift characters in and out of these and and keep the solo movies running on the side, so that even though. Thor might not be on the team anymore. There's still Thor movies coming out, that sort of thing. I think they could. I think they could do this indefinitely if they keep the quality up and they and they keep the sincerity and earnestness going with these. I think they've got a, a franchise they, that they can get a lot of mileage well, on.
1: Since they've done this so long, since they've been doing this for years, I think they under. I think they actually understand what they're doing for once. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times with stuff like this, at first they know what they're doing or at first they hit that stride. And then after a while, they sort of forget it. And they're like, ah, well, you know what? These are these are just printing money. So they don't put as much time and effort into it. But, you know, I mean, these movies were definitely made with a plan and i mean i had zero anticipation for this movie to tell you the truth i mean i got more and more anticipation as all the other movies were as good but i was thinking ah you know the ensemble movie will probably be the weakest of all of them you know but it'll be the big money maker because everybody'll go to see it but and that could have very well happened and it could have made a shitload of money and had the critics say yeah it's pretty good but Nope, they they did it right. They they paid attention and they said, okay, let's make sure that this movie has the quality of of the of the other movies, right? And and is not just a victory lap sort of thing. Although it is kind of a victory lap, but it's a well, it, it's it's proves its victory while you know it doesn't take the other movies for granted. It still kick no it, it it's like okay i'm going to kick ass actually twice as you know it's the old um parts being more than the or the sum being more than you know greater than the sum of the parts the whole being greater than the sum of the parts you know <laughs> it's 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 better than all the other movies before this and you know as each one of them was coming out people were going oh, I like this better than the last one, you know, or, you know. Right. And, and that's that's brilliant. It's amazing that they pulled it off. God, please, just keep paying attention, you know. Right. Keep doing that. And hopefully there's enough really good directors out there who are, you know, comic book fans, you know, Fa- Favreau's and, and Joss Whedon's who – you know, still do this. I I I can't imagine that they would probably. I I would that they probably wouldn't try to get Josh Whedon back for the sequel to this.
0: Right. But then again, I don't, I don't, know. Know, I, if, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Josh Whedon a costs
1: a lot of money. Josh Whedon might cost a lot more money after this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he might start commanding some Spielberg money after after this movie.
0: Well, a nice little another nice little side effect that that I, I like out of this is that you know not long ago I went on record as saying you know one bad movie in this series and that could that could be the end of it you know I think now this changes that scenario because I think now this will generate yeah now this movie generates enough both money for this for the parent company and enough goodwill with that that same parent company and the fans. That if they now have an underperformer somewhere, you know, in the next several movies, that they, they could weather okay, that let's storm.
1: just Yeah, let's just drop it and go in another direction,
0: right? And that's great. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's nice to have that insurance goal. You know what I mean? Now you've got it. Whereas they didn't really before. You know, it, like I say, you know, any any misstep along the way, and this movie might not have happened.
1: But then again, this movie sets the bar pretty freaking high pretty but then high. again the next the the next Avenger movie there's a good clip of 45 minutes at the beginning that they could fill with action now instead of um, you know not not uh, for the next Avengers movie it's just gonna take a five-minute sequence to get them all together you know right. what I mean so well
0: oh, dude could, there's there's so many things they can do for one thing the tease which again I don't want to spoil it but the T's for the next one, already ups that ante that was upped with this movie. So yeah. already you're stacking the deck there.
1: Yeah, it definitely. You know, the, the tease definitely gives them a challenge for the next movie.
0: Yep. And
1: all you've got literally to do-
0: somebody else who made the
1: comment of the tease that like what the next movie in reality should be is the character who's introduced standing over the dead bodies of all the Avengers. But what it's actually going to be is probably one hell of a awesome fight.
0: <laughs> There's two things I'd like to see start to happen from here. For one, I'd I'd like to see either in the next Avengers movie or leading up to it a recruitment drive start getting some new Avengers. I mean, 6 is awesome, you know, 7 if you include Fury. But I like a big old team. I like at least a dozen Avengers, right. you know, and there's plenty more untapped potential for characters that you could bring in. The other thing I think that they need to do, and I think this could be done at the end of each of the solo movies, just like that was done leading up to the Avengers. Start seeing the other side of the coin. Pick any villain, you know, that's a it's a big guy, I don't know, red skull or somebody start building the masters of evil in mm-hmm. the tag clips at the end so that eventually you get to something like say Avengers 3 and suddenly you've got the Avengers team battling a super villain right. team, and, you know and, and having that we've never really seen. I mean we've seen movies like say Spider-Man 3 where there was a you know a, a bunch of disparate villains that kind of s- sorta came together but I'm talking you know, I've heard a number of people say, you know, how awesome would a Spider-Man movie be where he fought, like, say, the Sinister Six? How awesome would Avengers movie be where they bought, where they fought the masters of evil that had been built up over the course of a series of movies and we saw it happen leading to a big bad fight? That would be pretty freaking awesome, you know? And
1: it would be a nice twist on the cutscenes. scenes. Too.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's that's my point exactly, is that, yeah, you know, now... Because, I mean, I'm going to miss that joke. You know, I'm really going to miss that joke of, you know, Nick Fury showing up at the end of the movies to, to recruit people into the Avengers. But now you can keep it going. Now you get somebody like, you know, I keep wanting to say Dr. Doom, but they can't play with Dr. Doom, you know. But, I mean, they, there's somebody they could play with. Baron Zemo. They could get Baron Zemo. It would be awesome. You know, I mean, he was the guy that led the Masters of Evil. You know, get Zemo or one of those guys and, and start building the Masters of Evil. Because I, I think that's eventually where they're going to have to go. I think they can get away with several movies like this where there's one big bad guy and and an army of minions, but eventually what people are going to want to see, they're going to want to see bigger and bigger and bigger each time. And what's bigger than a, a team of superheroes versus a team of supervillains? That's pretty much that's the ultimate, you know what I mean?
1: This scene, I want to see that. This scene, I really like this scene too. I like everybody gets their scene with Loki too.
0: I do think he entertains him a little long. This is pretty awesome, though. Most times when people fall in the movies, it looks really cheesy. But no, this, this actually looks actually like looks he's really crazy. falling. Yeah,
1: he's doing he's doing what you're supposed to do when you're jumping out of a plane, too. So that I love it. He's got a whole. I love that he had a whole plan, and that he knew Loki would probably throw him out the window because that would be the like, dramatic way of killing him.
0: Sure gets thrown around a lot.
1: Blasted. Everybody, everybody gets thrown around and blasted a lot. You're supposed to in this kind of movie.
0: I had wished that um, that his uh, next armor though was was going to be dick because it basically looks like the one he was already wearing. I was kind of hoping he was going to have something that looked a little bit more like uh, like either the Hulk Buster or the Thorbuster Buster armor. But again, minor quibble.
1: Once again, it could have been a complaint that the Chitari or whatever they're called were kind of underdeveloped, but eh,
0: they're cannon fodder though. Yeah,
1: you do, yeah, you don't need them to be developed as a as a foe in this one. You just need to develop Loki. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> That's what I think of every time I see this. It's totally the the original Battlestar Galactica with the Cylons or. <laughs> Yeah, and that reminded yeah, me right. of Superman too, too, with the car, the shot from inside the car
0: flipping over. That's cool.
1: Yeah, and throw now, a couple now, of daggers he, in here. Now here, he, this this that wo- woman is the girl from that sitcom. Somebody was saying, her right there. She was like a little yeah, girl in like growing pains, uh, or one full of those shows, house or one of them, For, yeah, one of those. But the thing about it is I noticed that they made special attention to show her like three or four times in the movie and I'm like, I wonder who she is cause There's
0: a cut scene or they... a cut plot or something with her and Cap Okay, because
1: you know, I mean she does the whole like at the end, like Captain America saved me and stuff, and, and stuff but I noticed she got a little more attention than other extras so I'm like, she has to have there has to be a reason, or she has to be somebody that they're putting in there for some reason. Now you see, it's it, what I love about this is some stuff looks really realistic. I love that they do the jiggle the camera <laughs> when you're on the street to make it look like it's more action-packed. God damn the amount of damage that gets done to New York City. I is, know. Is, is almost like the Godzilla movie or Destroy comic. There's a, a lot of New York City gets just trashed, and e- you know even even through Victory of the Chitari, like these things are falling out of the sky left and right <laughs> onto onto apartment buildings.
0: Pure comic book, it's 100%. Awesome. It really is awesome. Well, this is another aspect I wondered. How in the hell are they going to sell this fact of, you know, six heroes—or again, seven if you count Fury—taking on this cosmic army? You know, how is that going to work? I mean, you know, very well. Actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you know, you've got uh, you've got uh, three of these guys. You know, half the team can't fly. You know. So they, they can't even, theoretically, they can't even carry the battle to the enemy. Right, well, that's...
1: And, and I just wondered and that's how it's actually addressed in here. They're like, yeah. you know, bring him down, you know, fight him, fight him here and bring him to, to, to you. But they find ways of doing it. Absolutely. Superhero ways that are physically impossible but work in this movie, <laughs> like chucking, you know, chucking the Black Widow into the air so she could, you know, grab onto a grab onto a thing that's flying so fast it should rip her arms out of its socket, you know? Now, these things, they just weren't that threatening, but they were really cool to look at. Visually, yeah. I love, in in 3D, the long shots of, of these things flying through the city when you'd see them from a distance looked really good. They looked really realistic. They had that, I don't know what he did With the distortion of it, but it made it look like you were looking at something for real. You know, it had a little bit of glare on it. And I love that. I love that some things are cartoony and some things are absent. Right there, that shot with the Mm -hmm. little bit of it out of focus and stuff. Yeah, it makes it look very, very real. While at the same time, it's completely unreal.
0: (laughs) It's awesome, though. Yeah, you're right, a whole lot of New York gets, uh, gets wasted.
1: And in another movie, that would have been a lot more dramatic, that he shoved a knife in him, but Thor's just like, oh well. (laughs) Ow. (laughs)
0: Thor doesn't learn. Thor's a little slow on the uptake here. I mean, he already tried to kill him once by dropping him out of the helicarrier, I mean.
1: I think Thor is of principle where he's like, okay, you know, he's my brother, he can stab me, you know. I'll give him the, you know, I'm always going to try to reason with him or whatever because really he can stab him and all Thor has to do is pull the knife out and chuck it down on the ground. It's like, he's a god, you know, it's like. I'm sure he doesn't enjoy pain, but I'm sure it's not that big of a deal. For Especially when you see the beatings that th- those guys can take.
0: Right. There'll be a whole lot of insurance companies going bankrupt after this movie. <laughs>
1: a lot of a lot of this part here is all stuff we've seen a million times before and it's all made fresh, you know? Mm-hmm. I love this scene. I love, love, love this scene. That's that's Captain America running and jumping, you know, running and jumping through explosions. That's cool. And it looked really realistic, you know.
0: It's a Superman two scene. Mm-hmm. People getting pulled out of buses.
1: And I love this this scene of it's like a handheld shot, but there's no way that this isn't computery. No human beings running and jumping like that, but it looks totally real. It looks like they were just yeah, like on a track shot next to a stuntman.
0: Well, I like, too, that Hawkeye didn't have an endless quiver, because that's one of those things in the comics that drives me nuts when, like, Green Arrow or somebody just never, ever runs low or out of arrows, and he does in this, and Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) These guys are like, who the hell are you? This is
1: a Superman moment for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, you know, where where they see what Captain America is capable of, and the cop is just like... And it doesn't hurt that the cop reminds me of Ned Beatty. Yeah. That was a big cheer (laughs) cheer moment in the theater.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's great. That's a great scene. I
1: imagine this is
0: going to spawn one hell of a video game. You know, Logan said the same thing when the movie was over. He's like, "Oh, I wonder if there's a game coming out. I haven't heard anything about that." And you know, traditionally, not be well—that's what I think. But I don't, you know, traditionally, video game tie-in games are almost almost universally suck. You know, yeah, but there's been
1: a lot of good superhero games, and they could just, you know, just make a hyped-up version of that. That Hulk game I was playing on. This is where the movie goes up to, like, 22. This is um, awesome. Yes. That's a great shot. I'm not a fan of the Avengers, but this was, like, yeah, where it's, like, you see everybody starting to plot together. and then And this was just, like, yes. <laughs> and I love that he just rides up on a crappy old motorcycle. The way he dresses and stuff it reminds us of our friend Mike Cross. like telling suit up. I'm the party to you.
0: There we go. Yep. Cuz the is... moment everybody was waiting for was that shot of all of them together. You know, circling the wagons, essentially.
1: The comic book
0: cover shot. (laughs) And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't even so much getting that scene finally, but finally allaying my fears when Cap started barking orders and everybody just snaps into action. Yeah. That's amazing. If somebody pointed out that this was the truck flipping over scene in uh, Dark Knight, which is actually yeah, that's I, I'll buy that that they're yeah. one upping that scene. I think that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> Hulk, oh God damn, I love that. <laughs> it, 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 you know, everybody gets a little. You know, Thor spins his hammer. It's just, yep. it's just unashamedly. Here you go, here you go.
0: It's brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh-oh.
1: The Hulk. Oh, I love his just... He's just constantly... You can tell. Just Here he constantly goes. He wants to punch.
0: See, nobody argues with him. Just, yeah. Suddenly, he's Captain America. He's barking orders, and they snap in. I love this! Love it! And he just nods, and yep. He just ordered a god.
1: Yep. Yeah. Smash. Yes! Kill, Smash. kill, kill Hulk.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that grin! Oh, it's awesome!
1: Oh, I love this! I like how he just carries a, takes a jump, carries a guy with him, and smashes him into the building. It's just pure... Oh my god. That just speaks to the little kid in me that wanted to smash everything, you know? <laughs> There's gonna be so many little kids that want to be the Hulk after seeing this movie. <laughs> Maybe Hulk hands will make a resurgence after <laughs> this comes out. But you know how movies have, like, they know that they have the big scenes where it's like, here's a scene where this and this happens. This movie's chock full of them, but it
0: doesn't milk them, you know? It doesn't go, right. hey,
1: look, it's the big scene. We're going to milk it for everything it's worth. Because there's
0: another one right on its heels waiting to happen.
1: Yeah, but they, they just they just happen. It's not, yeah, it, it, and it's almost classy. Well, you know, <laughs> the way it, it,
0: does it's, it. you know, it, it, something that just occurred to me when you said that, it's very much what, like, Lucas used to say about Star Wars and his criticism of, of other science fiction movies is they spend too much time trying to wow you with the world that they built instead of right. just telling, the story, telling the story and living in it, and that's it. what this is doing, you know? Yes.
1: Yes, that's this exactly what this is doing. giving you time
0: to go, oh, that's cool, oh, that's cool, oh, that's good. Cool. There's just so much shit going on it all just at happens. once. happens, yeah. I mean, this could literally, this could be the Star Wars of superhero films. I thought about that. I thought about
1: that. It may definitely be in the financial realm of it. It's, it's not quite Star Wars-y to me because it's not as innovative because it is based on the, oh, I love that! Oh, I don't just... know.
0: I'll argue the innovation with this one is finally doing something that comics have been doing for 70 years, which yeah, is but... bring these damn characters together. Uh, this seems yeah. like such a no-brainer. It seems like a, it's been a no-brainer for a long time, but nobody's been able to do it successfully. It, it,
1: but Star Wars sort of did it out of nowhere, and nobody knew that they wanted that from Star Wars. It just ha- sort of happened. This has been building. When I remember going... Oh god, the Avengers movie comes out in 2012. That's so far away and I don't even care. You know, <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I like these movies, but I never was an Avengers fan, you know. And I thought I'm going to enjoy it, but it, it, you know, I, I had low expectations of it. I had no idea that it would work out to be such a fun and enter- this is something else. It's really cheesy, not physically impossible. They pull it off. Just like they would do it in a comic book, you know? Instead of thinking, you know, instead of thinking, like, how do we take this comic stuff and adapt it to the real world, they're like, how do we have this comic book stuff actually happen in the real world, you know? Right. And then and then they don't even really try too hard to explain it, just have it happen, and guess what? People just accept it, because... Right. Why not? You're here to watch the Avengers, not to go like, I don't know, she would have gotten her arms pulled out of her socket if she did that for real, you know? Right.
0: Yeah, well, for well, that, real. This this is the difference, and again, I, I don't want oh, yeah, I love that. Oh, I love this. I mean, it's, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but again, this is the difference between, you know, something like this, which is a, a, a superhero movie that is trying to entertain rather than trying to apologize. Yes. Which is what I feel like at the end of the day where the Nolan films fail spectacularly for me personally is that they are trying too hard to put Batman into a real world. And it's like, why would you want to do that? The real world sucks. Let Batman live That's why we're at the movies watching a Batman movie. That's why I pick up a Batman comic in the
1: first place. This is awesome here. (laughs) Central <laughs> Station. I love that the Hulk is like, okay, I'm here fighting besides Thor, but I still fucking hate him. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, that's awesome. This guy's definitely doing a star, star Wars waking up moment. Oh my god, what have I done? Why does the army even bother at this point? Right. <laughs> All the army should be doing is putting people in trucks and driving them out of there. I love that shot where all you see is Cap reflected in the mirror. That's cool. Yep, just- this reminds me of the- of the secret sequ- Well, the last <laughs> sequence where you get to see everybody in that one long shot. But this reminds me- of the sequence in Superman the movie when, you know, he takes his first little trip out and saves a cat in the tree. Right. It's basically, this is just basically a by-the-book superhero moment. Save a room full of people, you know, a bank full of of citizens.
0: See, I wonder what the, uh, what was the purpose of having his mask pulled back? And I can't help but wonder if there was something that got cut. And again, it might tie into that girl. That see, there we yes. are again with yes. that girl.
1: That's what I was saying. I'm like, there she is again, and she shows up once more in the end. And, in but the she's seeing him without his TV.
0: mask now. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it's like the putting the pieces together moment. You know, the secret identity moment. Yes. But there's something missing there. Well, I'm I'm sure if it got filmed, you it's know, it's going to be, gonna be extra, yeah, there'll be yeah. some sort of yeah. I'll tell you one thing and, and where it does have a huge uh, similarity to Superman the movie for me is Superman the movie is one of those movies where I want to see every damn inch of footage that was filmed for that movie. I want it incorporated. The same thing goes for this. If there's stuff that they filmed that didn't make the final theatrical cut,
1: I I'm can't wait to, to see, see it.
0: what it is. Yeah. This was a pretty intense scene. That's pretty cool.
1: Where she jumps off the... That's another... an arrow that... Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's great. Oh, no!
1: Just the... Pounds the ground. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yeah! This... One of the greatest film shots ever filmed in a movie that literally had the theater that i oh, saw yeah. laughing for about a minute and cheering for a well, minute they did, after that they were just like you, holy shit
0: you couldn't even hear what uh well H- what hulk said in the theater that, that uh, i was yeah. in because it was i mean it was just people were on their feet Applauding and roaring, yeah, and, laughing. and yeah, you couldn't hear what the Hulk said because it's that Indiana Jones shooting the guy with the
1: sword moment. It's just oh yeah, like, there you go. <laughs> and there's something just so primally satisfying about seeing the Hulk grab someone by their feet like a rag doll, and he <laughs> and he does this great thing where he beats him back and forth like three or four times. Then he just looks at him a little bit to see if he's, if he's still intact, and then gives him a couple more just for good measure. It's just, it's awesome. It looks like a wild animal, like grabbing a salmon out of a stream and beating it unconscious <laughs> before it eats it. It's just awesome. The 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 Hulk is so perfectly primal in this. He's always clenching his fists and and. Uh, that's a that's a really neat shot where Iron Man flies through the thing too. Mm-hmm.
0: He's lucky he was able to get out.
1: Yeah, I hope this movie spoils people and makes them re- demand more from these kinds of movies. Because, to tell you the god's honest truth, I know a lot of people who I really like. And, and admire and i'm good friends with but at the same time they're way too accepting of some of the shit that comes out <laughs> oh you know? yeah they'll take like my friend who was like saw the pre i was at the uh, another friend who i went to the movies with last time will remain a name and they they show the um, the uh sequel to uh the um oh what was that the terrible remake of um Oh, what was it with uh, Perseus and the Kraken? Oh, Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans, the second Clash of the Titans. And he goes, ooh, and I'm like, really? And he goes, the first one was pure eye candy. It was pure fun. It was like, no, it wasn't at all. It sucked ass, you know? (laughs) It had no good story, no good acting. It had, you know, granted, this guy's a tech fiend, you know, CGI tech aspect, the CGI fiend. But even that CGI, the CGI was, you know, it didn't work. It was not working like this does to show the film. So hopefully this will make people realize that... Damn lucky he didn't kill that pilot. I know. I don't think he cared at that point. I think Nick Fury is opposed to taking out one of his guys in that sort of situation. Um, but, you know, maybe this will tell peop- show people that, like... Oh, the next time they go to see one of those movies, they'll say, Hey, you know what? This really sucks. I wish they had some real acting or a real script to go along with this, you know? And maybe, uh, maybe some style to make the CGI exciting, you know, and serve the story. Yeah, (laughs) maybe that'll happen.
0: The CGI in this is flawless. Absolutely flawless. It is. I mean, even the Hulk is—he, uh, he, you know—I I don't like the look of this Hulk. He's not my favorite of of the three Hulks that we've had so far, but he's definitely the one that I, I can forget that he's a CGI character. I I, I completely buy him.
1: I don't care that he's a CGI character. There's enough personality and stuff to him. I want him to be a little cartoony because if you try to make him too realistic, like in the first Hulk movie, it just looks silly. Right. I know that sounds silly in itself that you want to make him look sillier to make him look real and make him look a little faker to make him look more real. But it's true. It's what it does because everybody has a picture in their head of the Hulk from reading the comics and that's a raw, you know, it's not as I, I mean, I really don't think people really picture Lufer igno even though that's the most pop, pul- you know, they, they, they know what the Hulk, comic Hulk is like. And, you know, right. t- and here Tony Stark gets his, you know, his self-sacrifice moment where he gets to prove that, you know, of all of them, he's the one who'll make the sacrifice. I like that he tries to call her and she's so concerned watching TV that she misses a call. They could have they could have really milked it by having them have a little little phone call between the two of them at this moment.
0: They could have really it almost mi- looked like a little 9 911 uh, footage there for just a second. Mm-hmm.
1: This could have been something they could have milked to a uh, more potential but they didn't, you know. I love it. They don't Now this whole part in 3D was really nice, I have to say. The with the part when he goes up into the other dimension, coming up here, looked really beautiful, and the, and the missile disappearing into the distance, and then <laughs> it actually reminds me a little bit of the the last Star Trek movie, <laughs> in the beginning when uh, when they got attacked and put the Enterprise oh, yeah. into the
0: yeah. The Kelvin or whatever it was, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, right. I said the Enterprise. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. And then
1: there's the episode one moment. (laughs) We saw one.
0: (laughs) Yippee! (laughs) I feel bad for anybody sunbathing on that roof.
1: I love this part too because when he's falling I'm like, "Thor, you better fucking start spinning that hammer." And he starts spinning in the hammer, and I'm like, "Yes, good. They're thinking." And nothing complicated about closing the hole. They just close a hole when it's convenient to the story.
0: Little Superman returns moment there.
1: Yes. Yeah. And this is such a, a char- good character moment for the Hulk. Is is it's like now it's confirmed the Hulk will fight as an Avenger, and right. he actually has friends now. For probably for the fir- these are the first friends of the Hulk ever. I love this. Look at him. He just <laughs> has his fist. He's like, watch him. He keeps holding up his. He's like, I just I want to punch. <laughs> I know it's a friend, but I just want to punch.
0: <laughs> well, he's like a he's like an animal. He's looking for a gorilla. You know, just yeah, yeah, he's reason. looking for something he can he can lash out at. You know. I thought the way this scene was, yeah, I like that where he screams to wake him up. I, the way I thought that that was going to play out was he was going to regress to Banner to uh, to save uh, Tony. Oh,
1: that's one thing they never like to show in anything is him going back to Banner. It's 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 I love how he's always looking around and looking over his shoulder, you know, in case something else is going to attack him. Awesome.
0: My favorite uh, Hulk turning back to banner is actually, believe it or not, it's from that shitty Ang Lee one. Is uh, where, uh, what's her name, that used to be so cute, talks him down. And oh, right. it, as he shrinks and regresses, you see all this water spread out underneath him on the ground. Yeah. You know, like, like, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, you can see him actually shedding the mass. That is a great shot of the Avengers lined up. It reminds me of uh, there was a story and the second George Perrin, R- Perez run of the Avengers where they confronted Ultron after Ultron had like basically taken over the world or something like that. He'd, I think he'd like killed a bunch of people or something and they come busting through a wall. Thor smashes through a wall and he says something like Ultron we would have words with the and it was, you know, basically just like that scene—the Avengers all lined up and confronting, you know, their their common foe type of thing. I like the little Stan Lee moment here at the so the whole movie. I always, each one of these movies, I always look for Stan, and here we are almost at the end of the movie, and I was like, man, I guess Stan doesn't have a cameo in this one. Then he he does. <laughs> I wonder who that is. He's playing chess with. If that's anybody famous.
1: I didn't, I didn't really think it was necessary to have the whole, like, should we trust the Avengers type thing? Because, yeah, honestly, they just saved the entire Earth's ass.
0: <laughs> right. You
1: know, uh, the, the if you ask that question, it's like, how fast does it take for it to leap to your mind to go to? Uh, right. Well, what would have happened if the Avengers weren't there? Oh yeah, okay, thanks, Avengers. You know, well, you know, it's...
0: they're they're the guys that nine times out of ten get the pass. You know, they're not the X Men. So you right. know, in the Marvel right. universe, you know, you you've got two, you know, sacred institutions among superheroes. You've got the Fantastic Four, and you've got the Avengers. Now, you know,
1: now is that mask? Does it is it more? Hannibal Lecter or Mortal Kombat to you that Loki's wearing?
0: And it's a little Mortal Kombat, yeah, I that's think. That's
1: what I'm thinking, yeah. I like, though, that when Loki's beaten, it's just like, all right, let's go. You know, you don't have to lock him up or anything. It's just like... Now, it may right, sound I'm really Loki.
0: silly, but I'm hoping that his punishment is to be turned into a tree. Because that's that was one of the, the classic comic book stories, is Odin turned him into a tree for his punishment, and he wouldn't be set free... Until somebody shed a tear for him, which I thought was a brilliant punishment, you know. Yeah.
1: Especially I like to since a cap it's like, on the motorcycle. Yeah, too. That's great.
0: Especially since what? I'm sorry.
1: Especially since if nobody sheds a tear for you right away, the odds are people are gonna forget about forget you. Forget about yeah. you. Nobody's yeah, exactly. gonna shed a tear ever. Unless I, am sure, like in like that kind of story, I would have someone shed a tear by they found the tree and they were sitting under it and like, prick themselves on a thorn of it or something. That's kind of what happens. Yeah, Is somebody's that's, walking that's...
0: by. I want to say it's Heimdall, but I can't remember. But somebody's walking by the tree, and Loki, because he's been imprisoned in the tree so long, g- has gained mastery over the tree and he makes a leaf fall off the tree and drift down and poke him in the eye and shed a tear, which is completely ridiculous. But, you know.
1: That's that's how you would do that story here.
0: Yeah. That's cool.
1: I like that shot panning out as start and...
0: See, I don't mind the score so much when it swells up in this part right here, but...
1: No, but it's not. It's there's nothing to really distinguish it from. Yeah. Okay, so if you're sitting in the movie theater, don't go home yet because there's there's definitely a, an after shot, and you don't have to wait all the way through the end of the credits <laughs> to watch it. Although maybe you should wait all the way through the end of the credits.
0: Oh yes, yeah. stay all the way through the credits. Don't leave because it, it's yeah, it's gonna blow your mind. I like this uh, this closing credit sequence in this movie too. Yes. I you, know, I you know I don't I don't dislike the score. I just my problem with it again is you know you don't walk away humming a discernible Avengers theme. Right, you know? right. I mean, it's it's I don't think it's something that if you 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 were walking through a a, a mall or a you theme wouldn't be park able to make
1: something. an eight bit video game version of it you know <laughs> right, it's it's, right. it's just sort of it's just sort of your standard fanfares and action cues and stuff like that you know absolutely and, but not to say it's bad it's just not i i i think uh john williams type really scored score you know timed score might have been a little too little too much for this movie with what was I, script, I, the way it was made
0: I, I want to agree with you. I, I both agree and disagree because I see, I like discernible themes and that was one of my complaints about all of the Marvel movies. One of right. my very few complaints about all of the Marvel movies is I didn't feel that any of the characters really had a discernible theme. None of them had me walking out of the, the theater, you know, humming the tune to, captain america or thor or, or iron man or um the hulk none of them did and now i kind of wonder if that was by design so that when you get to this movie you don't have to have the captain america motif come up every time cap throws his shield
1: well then you would I have their motifs would be, all their motifs would be just coming up and clashing against each other all yes, the yes but
0: the- but Come on! The Star Wars trilogy was an ensemble piece, and maybe if you had the same,
1: ha- same composer through all the movies,
0: you know. That's the thing. I think. I think that's ultimately the thing. Is that yeah? You, I think you'd be a little bit held back. You know, if, you'd at
1: least have to have them all working together. Working the, yeah. Otherwise, it would be a, what was that that game of telephone? It would be you know, one person would take the last would have the other movies before it to work with and could work them in, you know, but it, it wouldn't have a coherency unless you had them working together. One guy who had a master plan for all the movies, you know, to, to, to lay, I mean, John Williams could, could have done that probably in his prime when he had more time and energy. Right. right. Yeah. It would be, and come on, it already cost him $200 million. That sort of stuff, <laughs> that sort of stuff adds, time a lot of time to the whole right. production
0: still so, though i mean I, it would be nice that you know in, in a moment when you know thor you know throws his hammer or cap throws his shield or the hulk leaps or something that that there there was a discernible theme for that moment you know the the little the little indiana jones-esque flourish you know i i, I miss that kind of thing Or just a
1: main Avengers theme that could come up here and there, you know, a main heroic theme, that that, which there is to this, but it's just, yeah, you're right, it's not, we'll see, we'll see, it's only been around for a little while, too, you know, I mean, I thought the same thing of the Star Trek movie at first, but then there's parts of that that, like, I started picking up, I don't think that's gonna happen with with this soundtrack, I think those are two different beasts for the most part. Two different animals, yeah. yeah but oh my god my belly's full you you can't ask for anything more out of that kind of movie you know (laughs) someone was like this could be the greatest movie of all time I absolutely positively disagree with that because you know there's certain things that I would want for something to be but the thing about it is this movie doesn't want to be the greatest movie of all time this movie just wants to be the greatest comic book superhero movie of all time and that's a better goal to go for I think than trying to make the best movie of all time because the best movie of all time you could sit through it and you end up in tears at the end of it or, or very emotionally you know affected or you learn something or your consciousness is expanded by it that's not what this movie is for this movie is to rock a multiplex full of people. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of movies made to do that, but God damn, it's been a long time since, you know, in, in genre movies, the last two movies, and, and you're not going to like my answers, the last two movies to do that were Dark Knight and Avatar that, mm-hmm. that would get a theater full of people who were coming out of it going and before that it was Lord of the Rings that would get people going oh my god that's everything I ever wanted and coming out excited and actually starting to plan when they were going to go see it again and going to see it multiple times so you know actually now that I think about it maybe that kind of movie is maybe you know hopefully in the next few years it'll start coming back and we'll start seeing more stuff like the Avengers and more different stuff being approached with this manner with with respect but not trying to um write shakespeare
0: you know right see i can't i i literally cannot remember the last time i walked out of a movie so jazzed
1: up and so jazzed up, up but
0: also just just with no quibbles you know with with no complaint i just walked out going holy shit what a ride i got to go and get in line and ride that ride i was seriously again.
1: worried i was seriously worried because i was like because I, I, when I saw this movie, I saw it before you, and I'm like, Scott is going to love this movie. But then I started getting worried, because you never know with you. You never know. I never can tell what's, uh, you know, sometimes what's... Well, I, I, sometimes there's things that I go, oh, Scott's not going to like this, or he's going to like this. Other times there's things that I just can't predict, so I didn't know how it was going to work with you. but I, should, I, I didn't I either, because... Known.
0: Because the movie doesn't start spectacularly, which made me nervous right off the bat. Because that whole opener sequence, right up until you see the words Avengers, I think that that whole par- opening part is easily trimmed or maybe maybe even excised. There's
1: nothing communicated in it that you need yeah, to know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and so I'm sitting through that going, come on, guys. I know this is two and a half hours, but two and a half hours goes fast if you waste time. And I was, you know, seriously starting to get kind of a uh, a Clone War or uh, um, Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. Both those movies, I think, suffer from that, that they waste way too much time at the beginning of that movie. They're already long ass movies, and then they waste like 30 or 40 minutes at the beginning of them on a story that already has to convey a lot of information and get a lot of events wrapped up in a three movie trilogy. And they've already squandered one movie, you know, so I I was starting to worry. But then, boom, it kicks right in and it never, ever lets up. And I I have no, no complaints. I mean, anything I even brought up, you know, please, again, understand, it was just quibbles. It was either quibbles or it was observations where I, you know, just noticed things. No complaints at all. And I can't remember... I cannot remember the last time that may it may literally be the Empire Strikes Back. I mean, I I just can't think of the last movie that I saw, loved and walked away going, I I, I got nothing to say other than good things. You know, I I got nothing to nitpick. I mean, Return of the Jedi, that movie's full of frickin nitpicks, you know. So, I mean, I I'm, I'm hard pressed at the moment to think of a movie that I loved that much, just unequivocally. Right out of the
1: gate. Yeah. yeah,
0: right out of the gate. And, it, it it'll, you know, this is one of those where it'll take time, you know, to, to start finding the chinks in the armor, you know what well, I mean?
1: I'm wondering where the Scott Gardner and Chris Honeywells of are going to come out about this movie. Because right now, basically what, what we're doing and a lot of other people are doing with this movie is the same thing when The Dark Knight came out. Oh, my God, this is, you know, this is the best thing since sliced bread. But this time, you and I believe it. <laughs> we're we're among the true believers. I'm wondering who are going to be. There's got to be some podcaster out there who puts up their podcast. Like,
0: did we well, see ste- the
1: same movie? Because this is a hunk of steaming shit. Well, you know
0: what? I, I'm going to make this. Uh, I'm going to make this. I can't right wait now, to hear that. I'm, I can't wait to hear it. And I'm I'm yeah, I'm going to listen with an open mind. Which is something that I I don't That's largely what I'm feel like was ever done for us when when we took our umbrage with you know with Dark Knight that people just you know wrote us off immediately. Oh, those guys are freaking idiots! No, you know I'm, what do I'm, they know?
1: I'm dying and, to hear. I'm dying to hear it too. Somebody who hated you know? this movie, <clears throat> come up with reasons why they hate it. I'm very interested. I think they're going to have a really hard time of it, but then again. It could very well. It's going to happen. There's going to be somebody. I mean, I've read a couple bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. There's always a couple naysayers out there. But I'm waiting to hear what a hardcore nerd says about it. You know, someone right. with a podcast like us. I think
0: that there's things that you could definitely, you know, if if you don't get it, you know what I mean? And that that's the thing. I, I mean, I'm perfectly willing to say that when it comes to the Chris Nolan films, those movies just aren't for me. That's the problem with them, is that they, I, I, you know, people can say, and I, I've had people level that criticism against me. It's the same thing with my, my disdain for Grant Morrison. Well, you just don't get it. You're absolutely right. I don't but, get it. Yeah, Explain and there's, it to me there's nothing in
1: the universe actually don't that it. requires me to get it either. That's the thing. Right, exactly. You know, it doesn't make you close minded actually not to get something. Or even to try to get it because actually I've seen I know how you work you try to get it <laughs> you try you know you want to see what it is you right. want you want to like that Batman movie you want to see what it is that makes everybody love it so much and understand it so you can love it too but when you don't you don't and and right. you know and right and, uh, see that's that's the thing is and to I have think that. we we quantified our reasons fairly reasonably for why we didn't like that movie other than we you know we didn't just come out and go oh it was a stinky poo movie that sucked although we did say things like that but we backed we them I up
0: with backed them up yeah
1: with with reasons that you can either agree with or dis- disagree with but I'm dying I'm dying to hear the first person who who really truly didn't like the movie not just being a contrarian and like I'm gonna say I hated the movie to get some attention There'll be be some of that going on, but I I, I really would be interested to hear. Maybe we can have a follow up show sometime with a with a hater on it where we can be nice to him.
0: (laughs) I don't know about that, but I I mean, yeah, I'm perfectly (laughs) willing to do that. If there's anybody out there that we know that, you know, actually finds themselves in that camp, I'm perfectly willing to give them, you know, a, a, a stage but at the same rate, what I'd like to do, um, some point in the very near future is uh, is get together a, a group of our friends and have a serious uh discussion, a roundtable table of, of both this movie and, and the lead ups and where we think it's going in the future. I'm excited. I, I wanna ride this wave for a while, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, it's gonna I have a feeling it's gonna be sticking around in theaters for a bit. I think we're gonna get some of that old fashioned Star Wars where it's like Let's keep this out in the theaters because people are still paying to see it for a, a long time. I'm 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 up for, you know me. I'm I'm broke ass all the time, and I and I still have to go see Cabin in the Woods and Prometheus this year, and yeah, I'll, I'll probably go see Spider Man too. I probably won't go see Dark Knight in the theater, but. You know, uh, uh, and and going to see a movie multiple times is like a no-no for me these days. And the thing about this, I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna go see the Avengers.
1: The the thing about this is, I want to see this at
0: least a couple more times. I (laughs) want
1: to see this on the big screen, you know, while I still can. And and it's just proof that if (laughs) if you build it, they will come. (laughs) You know, me, Mister Mister, I don't like spending money at the movies. Well, when 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 you do give me a movie i'm i'm you know i'll i'll probably pump 40 or 50 bucks into the avengers this summer and that's a lot of money for me on for one movie <laughs> to see yep. one movie especially when by all odds i'll probably be able to watch it on dvd in a few months from now you know they'll probably they'll probably um you know Probably try to do it like around Christmas, you know. But, you know, every few years a, a movie comes.
0: Uh, every few years a movie comes out that is a spectacle, you know, deserving of you know. This is actually- the first
1: one since Avatar, yeah. That that it's like where where you're gonna get people who don't go to genre movies going out to see it because they've heard people go, "This is something you can't miss," you know. Right. And and right. that's what people want from the movie experience, you know. This mm-hmm. is one of those movies where you're not gonna have to worry much about kids being assholes in the movie theater because it doesn't matter. Even if they're hoodlums, they're probably gonna be like wrapped up in this, you know, wrapped up in the movie. They'll probably mm-hmm. be hooting and hollering, but when everybody else is hooting and hollering, mm-hmm. and because a lot of people are like I don't like going to movies. Everybody's so rude there, and it's like everybody's so rude at the movies because movies are so shitty nowadays. That nobody gets sucked into them sufficiently, so they feel like right. they're at home. You know, it is partially people being rude and assholes and used to watching movies and, on their TVs. But you know, if you know, there, uh, the, I didn't hear anybody talking over the Avengers or you know being obnoxious during it because who, have have time time being, yeah. who has you time to be time to be obnoxious when yeah. you're when you're locked onto the screen? You know, locked on every second.
0: Yep, exactly. That's well, exactly it.
1: I think we should wrap this up because this is one of those emergency shows where we're gonna record it and pump it right out because it's like breaking news. Absolutely. So, so literally in a couple hours, this this podcast will be hitting hitting your hands. Mm-hmm. So you, you, if you're listening to it now, it's fresh off the fresh meat off the meat cart. And uh, yes, it has. You know, the we here at Two True Freaks are proud of our consistent release um, schedule of our podcasts and, and being on time and stuff. But in honor of this movie, we have scuttled our—not scuttled, but we have altered our whole release schedule this week. So we've taken our—this is our commentary monthly Monday. We've pulled this off the end of the month. So, you know, you'll get all, you'll get all your regular podcasts. You'll get your Star Trek monthly Monday— Uh, Next, and then your Star Trek after that, which is a special episode this month, so you might want to check it out with a special guest. And then you'll get your Comics Monthly Monday and your Walking Dead Wednesday at the end of the month instead of the Commentary Monthly Monday. But don't worry if you're commentary-hungry. There's more commentaries coming this month. So hit up all those Demanzacorp podcasts and uh, go see the Avengers and if you're listening to the been listening to this in the podcast and the credits should be about over and you should be walking out in the parking lot and you should be ashamed of yourself because your wife and your kids are sitting there next to you and you're listening to us talk on your (laughs) iPod (laughs) so we salute you for that and if there's anybody who's sat through the movie theater with Scott's and my voice going through you don't know how happy you've made us (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
0: Be a show sponsor today. Anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com, please be aware that if you use the Amazon.com link located on our website, www.2TrueFreaks.Libson.com, Two True Freaks will receive a referral bonus for any items you purchase. There is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever for doing this. All proceeds go directly toward keeping new episodes of all your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated podcasts rolling, And it really helps us out. So please, use our Amazon.com link anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at
1: twotruefreaks
0: at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks.
1: We're off? Good, well that ought to hold the little bastards.